are now tuned in to the cold, hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmarlroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands.
Good morning. Hey, morning, Vic. How are you? Good. How are you? Are you solo today? I'm not solo. Uh, we were just kind of waiting there, so Aaron just ran to get uh, some coffee. Oh, okay. Awesome. She needed a little coffee in her veins. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. 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 Running a little bit late this morning, but you know. That's this okay. This weather just made me want to sleep in all day. It's kind of bananas, the rain uh, event this morning, driving into work. Uh, looks like we've got a little break in the action. Oh, it's starting in Savannah. It looks like a little mini storm outside. Yeah, it's like the amount of rain. There's Aaron. Oh, hi. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Al. Good morning. Yeah, lots of, I mean, it's like whiteout. The, the amount yeah. of rain is kind of, kind of like what you get from a hurricane. Yeah. Without, without the wind, though. Yeah, I'm trying to so, decide if I really need to go into town today. It's if you don't trust me, it's not. This is like perfect water. Netflix weather. Totally. It's <laughs> like uh, whatever you have, whatever you had planned to cook tonight for dinner. It's like out the window. I want comfort food. I made that's what I made last night. I made soup. I made uh, comfort the, food. Well, it was uh, chicken gnocchi, um, like Olive Garden kind of soup. You made Olive Garden soup. It's like it's chick. It's their chicken gnocchi one. Really? You got the recipe from Olive Garden? You know, people, you can get anything. You can get it online. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Nice. Made it a little huh. bit. Made it a little bit more healthy, but yeah. yes, it was delicious. Erin also uh, had uh, a side of carrots and skin. Well, <laughs> for her family, I was grating the carrots and I grated my finger. She nicked oh, off her skin uh, into the carrot dish. No, I didn't do it in the carrot dish. I was joking about that. Let me see your knuckle. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, that's skin. That skin. That, that skin, skin is, is in the carrots. That skin is flapped over on top. Oh, flapped. It oh, is flapped. Oh, my over. goodness. That's horrible, Blake. That is horrible. <laughs> I'm glad this isn't on air. This is only just. Well, this it's on air with CMR. Yes, <laughs> this is exclusive for CMR listeners. I know. You got 136 people who are like, ew. <laughs> hey. Bone broth. Well, I know we talk about it every morning, but have those 136 people uh, purchased their Christmas tree yet? I don't that's, know, but I think that's that the they question. Uh, we are 44 days until Christmas, folks. Wonderland mm -hmm. Christmas trees. Uh, so all you do is go to the website christmastrees.ky. All right. Purchase your Christmas tree. They'll be here in two weeks and supplies are low. So you want to go to the website christmastrees with an S.ky. All right. Yes. Uh, Sandy's got one. Cool. Yep. I'm excited. Aaron's got her fake one. Yeah. Let's, let's say hi to everybody. We got Olivia Roberts already here. Diamond Princess said, Good morning, y'all. Good so morning. Thursday. Good morning. Nina's got it launched. Miss Ethel is joining us. Miss Ethel, are you in the UK at the moment? I'm trying to remember where you are. Uh, Wee Wee's always got it launched. Mr. Larry is always here from New York. Mm -hmm. Oh, sweet. I know. Getting prepared for that cold weather in New oh, York. Oh, it's already getting cold in the US of A. Uh huh. And Gloria no, says um, she's watching Sandy and praying for her islands and her people. One love. Alice says, "Please drive safe on the road." Good Maybe morning, Alice. Car lunch. Yes, definitely. Evelyn, good morning. Karen, good morning. Sonia, good morning. Everybody's here. What kind of commercial do you want from us? Um, I sing for your Christmas trees. Send me. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me let me show you an example of a commercial that we can do right here on CMR. All right. 
Ho, ho, ho. It's that time of year again. Christmas is right around the corner, and you do not want to delay. Because of COVID-19, there are numerous logistics delays expected. Give yourself the gift of a true Christmas miracle by planning ahead with Miracle Brokers. Whether you're moving halfway around the world or ordering a new car for your loved one, contact Miracle today at 949-5989. All right, stand by. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. Hello. Good morning, Blake and Aaron. And good Good morning morning to everybody out there in wetland. I know. It's uh, crazy, uh, crazy water. Yes. Crazy rain today, so... Uh, yeah, we were just talking off air. It's a good day for comfort food. Mm-hmm. Comfort food in a movie. Mm-hmm. So what's up? We got some news headlines this morning. Absolutely. The Department of Environment has recommended that Cabinet refuse the application for the water bungalows. Ooh, remember this application kind of got people in Barker's? Little Cayman? Oh, in Little Cayman. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So Department of Environment has said, no, we would not recommend that. That doesn't mean it's dead in the water, though, does it? Sorry? Does that mean it's it's not, it can't go through without their endorsement? Um, or they're well, just kind of, ho- hopefully they take the Department of Environment's recommendation seriously. <clears throat> I don't think that it is um, like they necessarily have to follow their recommendation, but there have been more than 100 letters of objection that was sent to DOE and the Ministry of Sustainability and Climate Change. Mm-hmm. And so what's the, uh, what's the, the mage uh, objection? I mean, that's a huge, um, like, bonefish area right there. So it's, you know, obviously needed for the fish. And, you know, you introduce people and then you're killing off more parts of our. Yeah. So they're trying to build 19 bungalows and associated water infrastructure, which includes a hot jacuzzi tub, um, a dock to more, a boat on each bungalow um, in this designated protected area. Mm. Oh, so and, it's a protected area. Yeah, that's probably not such a good idea. Um, so yes, um, they have basically said no, that you know, this is gonna be requires 549 piles. Um, mm. each underwater bungalow would be supported by 22 piles. Of course, that's a lot of digging and dredging, and you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the overwater bungalows and boardwalk foundation is gonna be 12 to 14 inches round coated steel piles filled with G90 galvanized. So it's it's just a lot for the environment, I think. Um, you're going to be doing a lot of a lot of damage to just put up something for a tourist or whatever. And also Little Cayman, that's the nice part about Little Cayman is it's not... Yeah, it's still very up. untouched. Yeah, I mean, and there's so many other parts of Little Cayman that no one ever... You can go to Little Cayman and not even know certain things exist there. Because mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of people don't get in a... They just have the bikes and they go on that little stretch. They who, never get a car and go all the way around. Who's the who's developing that? Do we know? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I feel like I shouldn't know who this is, but I don't know. Okay. What else is happening? Well, um, yesterday we broke a story yesterday afternoon, shortly after 5 o'clock, that Elvis... And the Brack has been arrested by armed police officers. What? So, Elvis? I know, I know, right? This is a bit of a crazy story, what? actually. Um, well, the guy was running, right? The poli- 
Yeah, the police yeah. actually haven't uh, made an official statement about the arrest. Like literally as it was happening, we were putting up the story. But based on what we know that he was arrested for, um, we do believe that they're making threats in an online video that he did. Um, so someone just confirmed that MCB is actually the developer for that project, just FYI. What was that? MCB is the developer. Oh, okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, so poor Elvis has gotten himself in a little bit of trouble. We're going to dig into some of those details a little bit later on. If he was going to be arrested, I would have thought it would have been for pot. <laughs> Really? Yeah, he's always getting arrested for pot. Is this the taxi guy? No, this is different Elvis. This is this is the no weed, no vote guy. Yeah. All right. How many Elvises yeah. we got in this? So in these three. Islands? Okay. So UCCI has actually. Oh, that Elvis guy is not Elvis. That guy just dresses up like Elvis and drives a cab. Yeah. This guy's name is Elvis, right? Oh. That's how it goes. Yeah, his yeah. actual name is Elvis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. But the cab guy is just dresses uh, up uh, like just, Elvis. Just clarifying. Yeah, we have more than one Elvis on island though. There's a yeah. few Elvises, yeah. Um, so UCCI activates their online learning after several students tested positive. So if you're a UCCI student, make sure you check your emails because now it's going to all be online learning through Microsoft Teams. And um, the government has approved, uh, they released the approved list, I should say, of vaccines that will be um, permitted for purposes of like entry into the island. Pretty much they're all on there, all of the World Health Organization vaccines, including certain people will be happy to hear that the Chinese vaccines are on there. Really? Sinopharm and Sinovac. So now you have no excuses, folks. You want to get vaccinated something. <laughs> I'm not. I have fun with those vaccines. I'm going to stick with the Pfizer. Here, I'll just start with, I'll, I'll start yeah. to some misinformation right now. Don't the Chinese uh, vaccines give you COVID? That's what I thought. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. I got to tell you what I find so ironic is that um, of all of the, like the people who were into the, the Chinese vaccines, they're the people who lean towards conspiracy theories. And I think that's so interesting. I'm like, you're a conspiracy theorist and you would actually get the Chinese vaccine? Like, are you, uh, what, what am I missing here? It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, the people who like I hear block that. all, like the country that blocks like most any information. I know, and, and the country and, that COVID started in and you know, conspiracies I mean, like that. Like, I hear the uh, the Chinese vaccines have pieces of bat in them, so I don't know if you want that in your, in your system. That's what I heard. Jesus. Well, Blake is going to start all kind of rumors today. That's what I heard. And then um, straight yeah. talk, <laughs> straight talk. This is over in another station. Um, we have a headline this morning uh, says that they're holding on by a thread because their show is no longer daily. Who it is now once a week? Who's this? Straight talk. Who? Straight talk. Yeah, they're still hanging on. Who's but straight only, talk? Yeah, what's straight talk? Yeah, sorry. It was um, it was a show that Austin started when he went over to another station. Okay, so so they're hanging on by thread. Um, once a week now. It used to be five days a week on a state a radio station or just online radio, came radio in. station. Yeah. Oh, what's so what station? Radio that on? came in. Um, I don't know if we should mention what station on your station. That's I don't care. Your stations. Oh, we're, we're all about news. It's, what is it? <laughs> it's a star ninety two point seven. Oh, okay. Star. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I didn't even know he did a show on that station. Well, he, he doesn't anymore. I see. But um, it's had several hosts since he, he started it. He, after he left Rooster, he started this. Okay. And uh, it used to be quite oh, popular. Actually. But now it's like down to to one day a week. Um, and so it looks like it might be hanging on by a thread. It's funny that you didn't even know anything about the show, actually. But I, I didn't. I know he did a decent job when he was on Crosstalk. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was... 
he was definitely, I mean, not the most popular host, but, uh, you know, he was, yeah, he had a he good audience. Of, he had a lot of following for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are your morning headlines today. Quite a bit to talk about. All right. Well, very good. Cool. Hey, tomorrow's old school fr uh, Fridays. Already. Right? Wow. I know. So, uh, you want to, want to pick a year for us? We did 1985 last week. Oh, boy. We're going to go back to tomorrow for throwbacks. I say we go in the 90s. Go in the 90s? Yeah, I'm thinking. How about... You can always go in the 2000s, too, you know? Oh, we can go into the 2000s? All right. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it's... We are 21 years into the 2000s. I yes, mean, we are. Hard. 21. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about 2003? What was going on in 2003? All right, 2003. We'll find out. Yeah. I lost Folks, a lot of brain um, My listeners, we got almost 230 people on now. Send me some song selections for 2003. Like what was popping? 2000, yeah. What was hot? What was popping? Was a hot song back then. I was into indie music, so I'm not sure. Yeah, Aaron, uh, Aaron. I lived in LA and I was going to all the indie bands and I was managing an indie band then. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, Aaron's going to wear a dark eyeliner tomorrow just in honor of 2003. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I did wear makeup was yeah. 2003. It's probably, yeah. Anyway, catch CMR live now on Facebook, YouTube. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. Have a good one. All right, folks. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. Have you guys looked outside today? It's like dark. It looks like nighttime. That's why I was running a little bit late, Sean, because I was cozying up in that bed even more. And I was like hugging up my pillow. And two alarms had gone off. And I was still sleeping. <laughs> I was like. Then I got out my stomach. I was like, oh my God, we gotta get up. Gigi, wake up, hurry up. <laughs> hit the bathroom, we got a routine. Hit the bathroom, hit the, you know, brush your teeth. Da, 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 da. And uh, I was like, I'm just moving slow like molasses. Good morning, Nadine. Miss Dorothy's here joining us from Florida. Sonia, Karen, uh, Sarah says prep primary is flooded. They got some issues over there. Amazing teacher, Miss Corrine. I carried my daughter over a huge puddle. She really goes above and beyond. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. Very nice of Miss Corrine. Thank you. Uh, Gina's here. That whole area. Well, all the Cayman floods when, it, when you get a little bit of rain. Like you get 10 minutes of solid rain and everything is underwater. You know, you're thinking of buying a place. Like if you were thinking of buying an apartment or a house, wait till it rains. Do a rain dance or something before you go sign that piece of paper. Because you definitely want to see how bad the weather, like the rain settles in the area before you sign on the dotted line. Because it's always something. Um, in our area, it's not too bad. But we notice like one side of our lawn floods more, retains more water than the other side. So if we get a lot of rain, so we've kind of, I think we filled it a little bit. But you know what? Thank God for the rain. It is nice. And the trees are going to love this little water. Um, we've got all sorts of things happening in our garden. Uh, big shout out to Farmer Marlin. <laughs> He's got it going on out there, folks. Um, he did a whole, ball of, a whole bowl of sorrel. I need to find the photos and show you guys. I didn't even think about how sorrel is grown, really. But now I know that we have it in our backyard. <laughs> and Marlon is growing that, amongst other things. I mean, he's got bell peppers. I'm going to see if I can find some photos to show you guys some of his latest crops. But he's got all kinds of stuff going out there, tomato trees. Um, I'm still waiting. And, like, I feel like I got one crop of plantains. And then 
I haven't seen any plantains since then. And really that's like the one thing I would want grown in a garden of mine because I love these some plantains. Um, so I'm still waiting. I got to ask him about where are my planting trees? Like really, where are those? But I'll see. I'm just trying to see where else. Um, no, but like legit, we got some stuff growing back there. It's really nice. So um, good morning, one, and good morning, all. We're going to talk about the um, the Elvis situation here in a minute. I'm just trying to see if I can find some garden photos for you guys. Uh, on tomorrow's show, tomorrow's Friday, we should call tomorrow like Freaky Friday or something. But listen, we're going to be talking about the um, Tortuga robbery trial, which is now over. So make sure you tuned in for that. That's going to be a hell of a entertaining Child, the whole thing was, oh, all I can tell you is, um, okay, so stand by, um, so I've got a lot of people contacting me. This one's kind of urgent. Let me send this to the appropriate parties. Um, these people are like, Miss Sandy, I need to get out of quarantine. They were supposed to call me. Please help me. So I'm just, um, when did they say they wanted to quarantine? October 29th. The result positive on the 30th. Is that 14 days? Yet? All right. Well, let me just send their number and information to the appropriate people so that they can get a phone call about what they need to do and they can get, get out. Um, all right. We're going to get you some help, honey. Stand by, stand by. I've got a single mom who is um, needing some assistance with groceries. So I'm trying to um, hopefully get her sorted out today. You know, everybody comes to you with a story and um, you know, it always breaks my heart when I hear that their kids involved. And I guess that's why they tell you, I've got two kids, three kids, whatever. And then when I hear you've got three kids and another one is on the way, I gotta tell you that every single time I go to people for help, uh, they're like, the first question people now ask me, and I know this is so like cynical because there was a time when people were like, oh my God, she's got a baby in the way. We definitely have to help her. Child, now it's like, why does she have another baby in the way? Like legit, there's another mother the other day. I forget how many she had. She had like three or four as well. And um, it was the same thing. She's like, oh, I'm pregnant. I've got another child in the way. And literally every single person that um, responded in my news group was like, why does she have another child in the way? Tell her, tell her to stop having children. I was like, oh, snaps. Y'all not messing around no more. Um, you know, there was a time and everybody's like, oh, like, you know, we feel sorry for her and the kids and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what, folks? Having kids is no longer a... Um, it's, it's just no longer something that pulls up people's heartstrings because, you know, people have hardened. The harder the times get, the harder people's hearts get. This is what I've realized because everybody in this, is in the same boat. Um, everyone is frustrated. We've all got ridiculous bills that we're paying. And um, you're less likely to have sympathy for people who have, um, oh, somebody just reminded me. I haven't sent that my WhatsApp notifications. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get it. Let me get it. You're less likely to have sympathy for people, unfortunately, who um, have made poor decisions in their lives. So give me one second. My WhatsApp people are like, you didn't remind us that you're live, honey child. Hold on, hold on. Let 
me do that. Um, so yes. Um, someone just messaged to say they'd be happy to help out with some groceries. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a tricky situation, right? Um, because quite honestly, you know, people get in, in situations, but I do understand um, the situation as it relates to people just going, mm, why are you having so many kids? The truth of the matter is, uh, if you understand anything about life folks and bills you know that the more children you have i don't care how much you love children um the more children you have the more of a bill you're gonna have so give me one quick second here yeah so um you know it, it is what it is um i've always said to young ladies when i tried to talk to them about life and life's lessons is, uh, you know, just I, as much as I would say, go out there and have as many children as you want. It really is a practicality matter, matter, have as many children as you can afford to have. And in this day and age, that might be one. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know. Um, it's probably not as many as you think. I mean, is how expensive kids are? especially if you want to give them certain things in life. Like you want your child to be able to, um, you know, have the, the benefit of, um, you know, just, it's, it seems so simple to me, but you know, every child in my opinion should, should be able to get off this rock at least once a year. You know, that's like legit. Uh, they can see something different and hopefully not just in Miami. Like, they should get a glimpse of another continent, for God's sake. You know, they should be able to go to um, South America, Canada, Europe. Like, I think children should have exposure, as much exposure as possible. But the more children you have, you do the math. Have you bought a plane ticket lately? Somebody was complaining about um, Kim and Airways plane tickets on, um, oh gosh, what did it say? Um, oh God, what, what was it? Um, some group, some Facebook group, they were complaining about the fact that, you know, a Kim and Airways ticket was, how much did they say it was? Mm, I want to say like maybe close to $1,200 or something, which I, I find kind of hard to believe, but nothing's impossible right now. So I don't know. I can't swear for Kim and Airways. But um, yeah, so when I saw that, I thought, damn, if you got a family of, because if you got four kids, do you have a daddy around? Mm, maybe, maybe not. Chances are probably not. So it might just be you, maybe you have a daddy of the moment. So let's say you got a daddy of the moment. Um, that's six people that you're going to be traveling with. You do the math. So it's rounded up to $1,000 for airplane tickets, right? Um, times six, that's like $6,000 just for the airplane ticket. You ain't gone nowhere yet. So, you know, you haven't even gotten on the plane. How the heck do you guys afford it? I'm telling you this, it, it's crazy. And my guy just sent me this. I'm like, what the heck is this? I got to send him a screenshot 
of uh, he's like, try this one. And I'm like, yeah, this looks good, except it's in the middle of the screen. <laughs> my my uh, graphic designers are still working on a few things. Let me just um, send him this real quick because this is funny. Um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's it's tough out there. And listen, a trip is a luxury item. Um, so, you know, a trip is, is a luxury item, but <clears throat> think about the essentials first, because you, you can go on a no trip that's going to cost you at least $10,000 every year. Um, if you do not have the basics covered insurance, um, food for your kids, you know, trying to cover CUC. Cause you know, when you got, um, six children or six people in a household, that CUC bill goes up exponentially because everybody's using some form of electricity. Um, every kid needs a little tablet or something to keep them occupied. It's, it's just tough. And six, seven people in like, you know, a house that's like 1,200 square feet, that'll drive anybody crazy. But people are doing 1,200 square feet might be a luxury for some people with that many kids. And so what I'm saying is the real world implications are um, yes, you can have all the children you want and suffer in life and, you know, be at the mercy of other people trying to help you, you know, going to NAU, people in the community stepping forward. But why, when you can make decisions along the way that really allow you to have a better quality of life and more, more importantly, your children to have a better, <clears throat> better quality of life? Because, you know, I think the most important thing you give your children is an education, because then that creates opportunities for them to go out there and do other things with their lives. And so um, if you have six kids or four kids, what are the chances of them ever being able to go to university? It is hell of a hard to, out there. It's tough. You know, um, are you going to get four scholarships from government? It's just, it's just tough. It, it, any of you young people out there listening to me and you're in baby number one or number two, let me advise you to stop. Now is the time for you to get your tube side. And I don't care what kind of arguments you have because, you know, people always come up with things in their heads. Well, oh, what if I finally meet Mr. Right? Child, if it takes you four babies to get to Mr. Right, something is wrong. You already gone left. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mr. Wright is probably not going to want a um, woman with a pile of children. Not all the time, but I'm telling you, the men out there who will um, sleep with you, ask you no questions about birth control or family planning, and sleep with you without any sort of protection, uh, let me tell you that they're not Mr. Wright. They're Mr. All the Way Wrong. It might feel right in the moment, but it's going to be wrong when that when you get pregnant and then he disappears and, you know, all this kind of foolishness. And I love these fly-by-night baby daddies because, you know, we can't have this conversation without also addressing them and their slackness. But you see, a man has the ability to be slack because he ain't got to stay around. He can pack up anytime he wants. And, you know, a lot of men, the second they find out, folks, that you're pregnant, they're done. They're moving on to the next chick. It's all fun and games while you're knocking boots. But heaven forbid you get knocked up, then it's a different situation. And they're not sticking around for the diaper changes, the long nights, you know, of staying up with a toddler, baby, and then a toddler and all these other things. They do not want that responsibility. They are just um, along for a, a temporary ride. And you can't, um, you know, that saying about not making permanent decisions. 
based on temporary feeling or whatever. I think everyone should consider that, you know, when it comes to men and having children, because that's a, te that's a temporary feeling. Oh, I love this guy and I'm feeling good. Mm -hmm. That is very, very much temporary. Believe me. Like I said, when that baby comes, all the love goes out the door because then you've got the realities of having to live with, okay, we're into the diaper change in business now. This isn't just about love. This is about responsibility. So um, I just tell young, young people, you know, to make some better decisions. You know, sometimes they're like, oh, when I'm 40, what if I want another child? I'm like, Jack, honey, honey. Most people would be happy in their 40s to be done with child rearing. Don't you be talking foolishness about you're going to put yourself back in that basket. Trust me, I did it. I mean, I, that's only because I have the one, you know? If I had any more children, you think I'd be having children in my 40s? Y'all got to be crazy. I was just waiting, waiting on Mr. R Mr. Right and all these kind of things. But in the meantime, I wasn't having no babies with Mr. Wrong and Mr. Left and Mr. Upside Down. And, you know, no, 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 no. Perla's got her, her coffee ready, her tea for the morning. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I'm going to do my best to help this mother is the point. Um, I feel like I'm going to have to do it on my own. Cause when I send out these messages, y'all be like, Sandy, white woman pregnant. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not in her bed with her, but you know, I do want people to be realistic. Like I always try to give people a little bit of realism with whatever help they get. So just giving somebody help, um, when they need it is easy. Well, Maybe because, you know, that has come out of my budget if I'm doing it personally. Uh, that's a bill I could be paying or something else I could be doing with my money. So it's not always easy for people who are making the sacrifice, but people will sometimes still make the sacrifice. And they said to me that they, they had reached out to all the MLAs. And I said, well, which ones? And, you know, they named a few. Um, and they're like, oh, I messaged Alden. I called this one from this district and that one. And. They read my message and didn't even respond. I was like, well, I'm not surprised. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> and I tell you why. <clears throat> Sorry, they're saying that they're texting MLAs for assistance and haven't gotten through to if there's any ways that I can get help with a gift card as I have three kids and also pregnant and due in five weeks. And so um, I said, well, which MLAs? They said most of them, Prospect, Bowden Town, Savannah, even Alden, and all they did was read it, no reply. So someone gave me your number and said, I should contact you. You can assist me with a gift card to go to Foster's. Now, let me tell you the one hesitation I do have. Um, and this occurred to me the other day with a different situation is that apparently if you give someone a gift card, um, can they can they like get a refund and a gift card? Because somebody said this to me and I, I don't actually know because no one's actually given me a gift card that I've, I've like done this with. So I don't know, but I don't think you can stop them from asking for the money back in a gift card is what I'm thinking. But I really hope that people that that's not the latest scam. I really hope that people don't do that because like I said, um, people go out of their way to try to help. That's why I'd rather just give the groceries. I'd rather say what's on your grocery list. Tell me what you need and we will go shopping for you and get the items that you need. But then that takes time. Like last time, big shout out to Ms. KK. Um, when we were helping people with the lockdown situation, you know, I got some gift cards donated as well. And I'm busy, y'all. I actually have to work to, to get paid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't just stand here in the morning and talk nonsense and um, feel like I can get a paycheck for that. Well, we don't talk nonsense in this show, but you know what I mean? 
it isn't just about standing here and talking. It's about, I gotta, I gotta earn my coins. And so I've got things to do. Like there's not enough days, hours in the day and days in the week far as I'm concerned. So I'm out there hustling and working. I got meetings, I got client meetings. I'm trying to convince people, you know, that the services I offer is, is what they need. And we were reviewing stuff and I got to do presentations. All this stuff means that I don't have time to go grocery shopping for people every single day. So Miss KK, bless her little heart. She stepped up to the plate and she offered um, kindly to assist. So a couple of times I did the shopping. A couple of times she went and did the shopping and delivery. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, she was really, really gracious with the delivery. So thank you so much. So, um, you know, I'm just telling, I'm just trying to explain to y'all, please think before you start having children, do not operate by what I call the Britney Spears effect, which is, oops, I did it again. I see young people out there with like eight, nine, 10 kids in 2021. I'm like, why? You know, you can't afford 10 children. Your name, not Angelina Jolie child. And even, you know, I, I always think even people like Angelina Jolie, uh, uh, she's had how many of her own did she have? I think she had three, right? Of her own. And she adopted other ones. I think that's great. Adopt kids, whatever she can afford it. But I always feel like even someone like her who can afford it, she's a multimillionaire. She ain't got no money problems, right? Children take something that's even more precious than money. Do you know what that is? Time. And, you know, even someone as rich and famous as she is, well, I don't know how much time she has, but children take time. And I don't mean time just as a clan. I mean, time as in they require individual one-on-one -on -one attention. And it's not fair to children to have them and not be able to even get to know your children or be able to spend time with them. Someone is laughing on someone on WhatsApp says um, the Britney Spears effect deading. <laughs> yes, that's what I've always called it. Here's another one. Neglected children, the fathers are um, as responsible for those unfortunate children as the mothers. Nevertheless, as Confucius said, a woman can run faster with her dress up than a man can with his pants down. <laughs> I don't think Confucius said that, but um, it's a good saying. Y'all get it? A woman can run faster with her dress up than a man can with his pants down. Y'all run. Run like a bat out of hell. Um, so, yes. Oh, somebody's sending me some beautiful pictures of the fall leaves. Definitely not in Cayman. So, anyway, um, uh, we'll see what we can do. And thank you, because I always, you know what I love? I, I mean, Caymanians really are um, good people. And at the end of the day, I had, um, you know, I've had in the past single mothers come forward and say, Sandy, I know what that struggle is like, you know, and I want to help because I'm in a little bit better position now. I've got my two kids. I stopped living by Britney's theme song. Oops, I did it again. And, um, you know, I, I want to be able to donate a, a bag of, of groceries to a single mom. I want to be able to donate snacks so that when her kids get home from school, in the evenings, um, you know, they can have some snacks and stuff like that. So I really um, appreciate the people who do come forward and who are willing to assist. So Anne says, hi, Sandy. I don't know if it's changed, but the insurance companies did not cover tying your tubes, but they covered a vasectomy. I will inquire about that, Anne, because I don't actually know that. But that is so discriminatory. To me, that's ridiculous, actually. 
but it shows you the world that we continue to live in where men get all these benefits and all this kind of stuff. I mean, what's the difference between a vasectomy and a tubal ligation? It's the same thing. It's just a one's for women and one's for men. And if you're going to cover the one for men, you should cover the one for women. That's just stupid. Um, not only that, Anne, but I was saying to someone yesterday that one of the things that I have had to fight for a really, really long time is that um, the HSA, who does tubal ligations, I guess private doctors as well, but you know, most single moms, if they're going to be having a baby, they're going to be going to the health services authority to try to have the baby either free or as little cost as possible, that for a very long time, they were deterring women and telling women that they could not have their tubes tied because of some ridiculous notion that they needed a man's approval. Oh, you're not married. You need your dad's approval. And you're like an adult. I'm like, what the hell? Um, and women have said that to me and I have no reason to not believe it because it's been said by some pretty reasonable women. And also, you know, if you're married, they would tell you that you needed your husband's permission. I'm like, do we still live in the 1900s? Like 1901, where you needed your husband's permission to do anything? And I was so disappointed to hear that the irony of it is it was always Caribbean people from places like Jamaica and other Caribbean islands who were telling women that they couldn't get their tube side or you're too young. Honey, if I got four children, do, do you really think it matters how young I am? I mean, if I'm 18 with four children, I think my tubes need to be tied because that means that I got another good 50 years of childbearing capacity. Uh, just re absolutely ridiculous that physicians were doing this, but it goes to show you that not all physicians have any sense. And you know what? You know why they don't care? They don't care because they don't have to feed your child. They're going to scrape and scrap and whatever. Um, have a nice little career in the Cayman Islands. Um, retire and probably still be here back and forth as a consultant. They'll go back to Jamaica, Trinidad, Honduras, wherever the heck they're from. Um, and they're not going to have any concern about your child, honey. They don't have to feed the mouths that you're going to have to feed. So, of course, they can tell you, oh, don't get your tube side. Oh, you're too young. Miss, I got five children. What's, what's, what's the problem? So I had to really get on the HSA a number of years ago about this because it was quite disturbing. And I think they had to remind their physicians that you cannot do that. You talk to a woman about her options, but you should not be telling her that she can't have a tubal ligation. And you certainly should not be telling her what to do with her body or that she needs somebody else's permission of what to do with her body. Um... CC says, good morning. Honestly, nothing gets done unless Ma Rhodes name is mentioned, shaking my head. Well, we've acquired a, a, a reputation, I guess, CC, for, um, you know, for getting things done. So now everybody thinks Ma Road is the problem solver. I'm going to soon call myself um, the fixer, like that show that's on TV, except I think she fixes other things. Doesn't she fix like murders or like major problems like that? We're not doing that. We're not doing nothing like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to Cece's point, I think that um, the definitely, you know, uh, we do have that reputation, but I'm telling you that even our resources are limited, you know? Um, yeah, if it's like Cece had an issue with some, some department and government not responding to emails after months and months and months and can't get nowhere, can't get in that and then. And uh, we got in their asses. And finally, after a week of back and forth, she did get a response. So stuff like that is a little bit easier. I can't be taking your children and taking care of them. Sometimes I do wish that I could, 
Um, you know, I think I think one day, although, like like I said, given my busy schedule, it's it's woefully unlikely. But I would like to um, see about adopting a child or taking into foster care or something one day. But the older I get, the less I think I probably have the tolerance and <laughs> and patience for it. But you know, I think that we should all, um, if we're a little bit, we I consider myself fortunate, you know, that I can pay my bills even. And I think, wow, you know, there's a young person out there that could um, could use somebody like me in their lives or somebody like you. So consider foster care, folks. Um, it's a little bit challenging in Cayman, I know, because everybody knows everybody. So once, once you start to foster a kid um, or you adopt a kid or whatever, you know, um, you're now connected to another family in the most bizarre way. It's not like you, in the U.S. you can adopt a kid and nobody ever knows who the parents of that child are. You know that the premier actually has a foster kid. I don't think y'all know this. I mean, I think he only had two. He only had two sons of his own, um, and unfortunately, he lost one of his sons tragically. But he actually has a foster son, and and in the mornings he gets up and he takes his foster kid to school and all this kind of stuff. When I found that out, I was like, wow, I didn't know that. And it's not something he talks about. You know, he just does it. He's just you know an active dad still, and I think that that's so cool. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of responsibility when you have adult children to go back to doing things like diaper changes or, you know, having to get up in the mornings and take kids to school. I mean, you're probably happy that you were done with that stuff at some point, but it's more about trying to help unfortunate children in your community. So good morning, uh, Miss Donna. Cece says, what gets me is women see all the red flags and still be trying to get pregnant with red flag juniors. <laughs> Miss Donna, good morning to you. Um, says they can't get the money for the card, but they can sell it to others. And that's what some do. Uh, noting uh, nothing in regards to this lady because I don't know. Right. Oh, okay. So they can sell it to other people. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I like to try to take people at face value until they give me a reason not to. So Cece confirms for Miss Ann that Sinico actually covered um, her tubal ligation. And doctors be telling people that they can't. You see what I'm telling you? Good morning to Scott. How are you? Today's Thursday, Scott. I think you got something for me today that's perfect rainy weather. Uh, food, some of those nice um, sausages. Mm -mm -mm. What a nice hot chocolate would go down really well today. Um, Sari says, I'm still hearing too young or your husband has to consent to this day. Are you kidding me? Because, I mean, honestly, we had this conversation with the HSA and Miss Lizette, who's the CEO of the HSA, so that she was going to stress the point with her staff to make it very, very clear, folks, that um, they should not be doing that. So Paradise Thinker says people should be jailed for having so many kids that they can't really take care of so well. Um, if you breed up and poor as hell and have to depend on handouts, you should be jailed if you continue to breed or to have your tubes tied at least. Um, yes, I mean, obviously jailing is probably not the, the most viable solution because then the children have no parent at all. And um, <clears throat> I think what we need to do is we really need to help young people understand that their decisions have consequences and there's implications for that. And to give them the necessary resources to not find themselves in that position. So there are long-term birth control options, folks, that everybody can certainly think about. Um, Flashpoint says they also tell married men without children that they need permission for their wives to get a vasectomy. What? Oh, when you said for their wives to get a vasectomy, I'm like, uh, wives don't get a vasectomy, but now <laughs> I had to read that again. So they also tell married men without children that they need permission. 
married men? Really? That's crazy. Um, okay, well, I mean, obviously, if you're in a decent relationship, you should be talking to your partner about, you know, what you want to do in terms of family planning. But folks, there are some people who are in families, they're married to men, and it's not necessarily the best relationship in the world. It might be an abusive relationship. Do you know, for example, I mean, this sounds really, really crazy, but I'm telling you, this is true. As those young people would say, say swear on the Bible, um, there are people in this community right now who are having to go and get vaccinated without the knowledge of their partners. Because if their partners knew, this is an adult, mostly women that I've heard this about, but if their partners knew that they were going to get vaccinated, there would be consequences for that, like physical violence. Isn't that horrible? Um, and I've seen people sneaking because when I go, they're like, oh, Miss Sandy, please don't take a picture of me. I don't want to. And I'm like, no problem. I'm like, what's going on? It's because their significant other um, would beat them up or would argue with them or whatever because they're trying to get vaccinated to protect their children. From I mean, it's just unbelievable. And I, I thought the first time I heard it, I'm like, what? This is happening here? And it, it is happening here. And to me, that's um, that's horrible. So Nona says, good for the MLAs, Patton and Alden, for not entertaining that mother who's asking for handouts, personal responsibility. I mean, Miss Nona, well, she didn't mention that she reached out to Mr. Panton, but at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know if I would say good for the, for the MLAs, because at some point, I understand the stresses that is placed on them if they help every single person who comes a knocking. But I also understand the stresses that's put on the entire system. So it's not really so, ma ma so much a matter of saying good for them for not helping someone, um, because this mother could legit be in need, and that means that children are going to um, potentially go hungry, and nobody nobody wants that. I mean, regardless, right? Uh, Lavona, we, we do have uh, Mr. Will Panu from Chamber waiting for us. We're going to switch gears here in a little bit. Over 300 people. Make sure you stay tuned for what he's got to say, because it's something that's going to impact your future opportunities here in the Cayman Islands. But Lavona says, good morning. My doctor wouldn't do mine either. Talking foolishness about you're too young. I was 33 at the time with three children and didn't want any more. So I went to another doctor who did. And I mean, Lavona, 33 really isn't that young. Let me be very frank. 33 with three kids is like, I think that's a perfect age to get your tubes tied if you are done with childbearing. Um, because 33 ain't young, that's your risk is already up there if you, you know, think about having any more children. So, um, yeah, I mean, what doctor told you that? Don't tell me, but I'm just saying to me, 33 isn't young when it comes to childbearing. Let us be very, very clear. Now, folks, listen, the census is very, very important. Uh, one of the things we're talking about here, you know, family planning, um, how many children you have, but all of these things matter as it relates to the future planning of this country, of this, you know, jurisdiction of the three islands, right? Um, how many roads are we going to need to support the number of families that have vehicles? And, you know, what is the average family making? One of the questions they ask you is how many children you have? And they want to know the age of the people in the household, how many adults, how many children. And this gives them a very good idea of perhaps even some social trends that are happening in the community as it relates to, um, you know, childbearing, um, being able to afford children, all these sorts of things. Folks, please, I cannot implore you enough to participate 
in the 2021 census. Beginning the 10th of October, residents across the Cayman Islands will be invited to participate in the 2021 census. What is the census? Simply put, the census is a headcount of every person living in the Cayman Islands. The population count and data are protected and authorized by the Statistics Act. The information is confidential and cannot be shared with any law enforcement agencies. Your response helps guide business, social, and economic planning for the future of our islands. The 2021 census will inform decisions on how millions of dollars are allocated for roads, schools, hospitals and healthcare clinics, fire, emergency response services, and other programs. Census enumerators will visit your household, ask a few questions like how many people live in your house, including their age and sex. Every person counts, no matter who you are or where you live. So have your say in the 2021 census. I'm ready to reopen Cayman because it's time that our friends, family, and tourists are able to come once again and visit our beautiful island. When we open up the borders, travel is going to be freer and we're going to be able to travel between countries better. I'm ready to reopen to be reunited with my loved ones living abroad. I'm ready to reopen. All right, folks, as we get closer to being prepared to reopen, the Chamber has been doing their part. Um, I'd like to welcome Mr. Will Panu to the program. Good morning, Senior Will. Good morning, Sandra. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Hopefully you're staying dry today, a bit of rainy weather out there. It was really, really bad this morning. It was hard getting in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't left home yet, but um, I can see that it's quite a doozy out there. Everybody travel with your umbrellas and slow down in traffic for sure. So, um, Will, thank you so much for coming on the program this morning. You've got some interesting and good news for us about some free webinars. Now, I always like the word free if it's really free. <laughs> and I think that anything that um, educates people is also um, worth their while. So tell us a little bit about what the Chamber is offering that The Chamber is known for um, being a, a business development hub in terms of like developing your employees, lots of things on offer. So what is the latest thing that you're offering? We're doing a free webinar series beginning tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do is to prepare people for the reopening, mm -hmm. both employers and employees. Um, there's a lot of anxiety in our community about the reopening and certainly we wanted to, um, from the chamber standpoint, wanted to work with government and getting some good information out there, some accurate information, not only for the employees and how they can cope with uh, the reopening, but also employers and the processes that they should follow to keep themselves safe uh, as we prepare to reopen. Mm -hmm. All right, now I've got some details here because um, actually I'm on your email list. So I'm happy that um, I received this email late last night. So let's just have a look at exactly um, what you have to offer because this stuff looks pretty good. So I hope everybody can see that. Uh, let me just make it full screen. So right, so we've got, uh, this launches tomorrow, folks, Friday, the 12th of November. And the first free webinar is um, at 10 a.m. and it's called Supporting Employees in Times of Uncertainty. Now, wow, if there was a, ever a webinar that was needed, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah. So um, can you tell us a little bit 
Will, about this particular um, webinar? It's, it's really just about, um, again, providing information and make sure employees feel comfortable about the reopening. If they have any concerns, we're going to have um, Daphna Carton from the community. She's a psychiatric nurse. And we're also going to have the Shannon Seymour, who's the director of the Wellness Center. They're just going to run through uh, some of the steps you can take to, to kind of prepare yourself for the reopening. And Again, there's a lot of nervousness out there. As you know, you've heard it from your listeners and, and um, they've been writing in and asking you a lot of questions about this. Um, so again, we're just wanting to prepare people and if they have any burning questions they have about safety, about mental health issues, about working from home, um, you know, best practices. Uh -huh. uh, that, so we're asking, we're asking um, the Public Health and Health Services Authority and also Shannon, to provide us with some insight on that. Mm -hmm. And again, it's an interactive session. It's intended to be question and answers as well. It's just not somebody speaking at you about how they feel. Uh, there'll right. be a lot of that interaction, just like your program pretty much. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of interaction with your listeners. So it's very a very good and effective way to communicate. Right, nice. And then we have the next one, which is gonna be on Tuesday. And that one is best practices and protocols for COVID-19 safety in the workplace. And this one's specific to um, tourism. So I noticed that you've got that broken down into a couple of different, uh, you've got one for service and retail, which is gonna be held on Wednesday the 17th. And then one that's um, coming up for the office environments and tourism. So this is good because uh, you're gonna break it down by industry. So again, that people can know what they have to do in order to prepare themselves. It says here that this is actually a six-part uh, webinar series to help support businesses who need to understand how to adjust and manage COVID-19 in the workplace. Yeah, we've decided to break it down into different areas. I mean, the tourism industry has done a great job in preparing. Um, the Cayman Islands Tourism Association is doing a really good job in providing their, their businesses with useful information. The Department of Tourism has some really good courses and programs that they're offering as well. But what we wanted to do within an hour is just kind of remind the tourism industry about those, those steps that they should be taking for the reopening, um, the testing protocols that have been put in place. Um, I see, I think Doctors Hospital has put in some testing protocols in some of the hotels, which is kind of cool, uh, where they're gonna be set up in, in some of the hotels uh, for testing which is really, really helpful. And again, the process by which your business should prepare, you know, we all know about the hand sanitizing, the social distancing, but there may be some other things affecting tourism that just a reminder for that industry to, 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 so that we can reopen safely. We want everyone to feel comfortable. I mean, around the world, uh, every, a lot of economies have opened. I think, um, particularly our, our government and also both governments, the past government, this government have done a really good job in, in kind of keeping us safe and putting the measures in place that we need uh, from, from all of the testing protocols. Um, and now hopefully with the reopening safely with a, a proper way to open our airports and allowing visitors in who have been vaccinated. Um, but again, we want both employees and employers to feel confident that when we reopen, we can do this safely and, and effectively. 
Beautiful. So folks, again, I think this one is, I mean, all these um, webinars, I think are important, but this is one that I certainly would not want to miss because it gives you an opportunity to think about, you know, some of the safety protocols that you should have in place. So best practices and safety and it's by industry. So this is fantastic. And then there's more. Um, well, we've got uh, employees HR guide to coexisting with COVID-19. So what can we expect to have in that particular segment, which is going to be next week, Thursday, November the 18th? Well, there's some, there seems to be some uncertainty about the, the process by which to report results, um, you know, some confidentiality issues with regard to data protection mm -hmm. and, and all of those types of issues. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get uh, official government um, sources to come in and talk to us about what their expectations are for businesses and guide us a little bit more on, on that process. You can imagine, you know, the larger businesses, they have effective HR departments that, you know, they have staffing, they have far more staffing than your micro and small businesses. And, and see the chambers of 75% of our members are small businesses. So for those people, they, they have to make sure that they, they understand how to, you know, what to do when they, they're, they're, they're testing their staff, the mm -hmm. protocols to follow, uh, making sure those that information remains confidential and and putting in so there are lots of questions about that so we want government to kind of give us a sense as to what the the best practice is for that so that we have some guidance mm -hmm. wonderful there's I a lot of hr matters as you know i mean of course it's very sensitive um you know the whole thing comes down to another issue which is you know the honest reporting of the results meaning you know some employees, you know, they, their jobs are important to them. And, you know, for them to miss two weeks of work, you know, what's going to happen with them when they're told that they're going to have to stay home and quarantine? We want really to get more clarity on the stipend program or the programs to support them and make sure employers understand the processes by which to apply for those that funding. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And then there's a final one, Employer's Guide to Applying for Government Assistance. So this is companies um, who might want to take advantage of some of the different programs that government has been offering. That's right. The government just released the, the second round of stipends, right, for businesses. Mm -hmm. So what we're wanting to do is to educate uh, business owners about how to apply for that and, you know, so that uh, they can get access to this fund, these funds if they need them. Um, we're hopeful that, you know, once uh, once we reopen, some of these businesses can get back on their feet. But again, um, up until that time, many of them have been hit fairly severely for some of them without business for over a year. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that these small businesses stay open. Uh, they are the drivers of our economy and they hire a lot of people in our in our community. And we also particularly, you know, we want Caymanians to, to be business owners. Uh, this is their, you know, this is our country as Caymanians and want to make sure these businesses are protected and are be allowed to, to continue. Mm -hmm. So the, the webinar is, um, it looks like it's co-sponsored by the Caymanians government, is that correct? Yeah, we're working in partnership with them. They're helping us uh, get some of the speakers. We want the webinars to be the official, an official source. Um, obviously we could have like, when we did the 19 seminars, webinars we did during the lockdown, we, we did some private sector and public sector speakers on that 
For these, we want our speakers to be official speakers with official positions on, on how businesses and employees should respond when we reopen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just and follow how the do, yeah. How do people go about, I mean, obviously I've got the email, so I know it says register now, um, but how do people go about actually registering? Can they just go to the Chamber website? Is that the best way to do that? Yeah, that's the best way, Sandra. I mean, it's just caymanchamber.ky. They're free. There won't be a big, long, protracted way to participate. There's really no password. Mm-hmm. You just we just send you a link, and hopefully you'll join us. We're encouraging people to ask questions through the chat, um, and just you know, again, ha- it's an interactive session intended to be helpful as as we prepare to reopen. And are there any limits on how many people can attend the webinar? No. Okay, so as many people as you can possibly hold. So folks, this is a wonderful opportunity. And we do have uh, a question here um, of some someone. They're saying, will the webinars be accessible after? So if they're not able to attend live because they're working, for example, can they yes. go back in and watch them later? Yeah, absolutely. What we'll do is we'll recording all of them and then we're gonna upload those to our YouTube channel. And then okay. we'll, send, we'll send out the links through different sources, including your, your you can share it with your listeners. Absolutely. All right, folks. So this is Ready for Business webinar webinar series um, being, you know, sort of uh, prepared by the Cayman Islands Chamber in conjunction support with the Cayman Islands government. And um, it's all about helping employers and employees prepare for reopening safely and coexisting with COVID-19. The Ready for Business webinars are launching tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. with supporting employees in times of uncertainty. That's going to be the first one. No limit to how many people can attend, so please go to the Chamber website. Um, They've got some experts lined up to talk to you about a number of different topics, best practices and protocols for COVID-19 safety in different industries, some HR considerations, and even employers. So if you own a business, this is a great one for you to definitely make sure you make time for how to go about applying for some of the available government assistance that's out there. So um, kmanchamber.ky is the website. Will Panu is the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce. I feel like you've been there forever, Will. Um, <laughs> You're the gray hair, Sandra? Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't color my hair. Men are, men are allowed to do that, right? Oh, uh, no, they are. And some of them go overboard <laughs> with it. But we'll, we'll respect the ones who don't. It makes you look very, it's like fine wine. You look good. Um, Thank you. So, um, so Will, thank you so much for um, coming in the program and making our viewers, uh, folks, spread the word about this, you know, let people know that these webinars are happening. This is a great opportunity for people to learn. I know a lot of you have questions and you're always sending your questions to CMR, but this is a way to go and have your questions answered by the experts um, and have a discussion within the webinar group. So check out those various um, webinar topics. And uh, Will, thank you so much. I think this is your first time actually coming on The Cold Heart Truth. I'm not sure. I may have been on briefly before, but I enjoy it. It's it's a great, great platform. Well done. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, folks. Um, Will, again, we appreciate you coming on. Folks, kmanchamber.ky is the website. Go and check out the webinars. And good folks, we're going to be talking about Elvis next. Uh, Yeah, I see all of your messages about hashtag free Elvis. So we're going to talk about it. Um, Andrew says free Elvis in the brack. Charlene says free Elvis. Tommy's like, who the hell is Elvis? Probably Tommy's joining us in the Bahamas. We're going to break it down and we're going to talk about it. Um, Flashpoint says that people mostly get married because they want to have a family. It's not unfair 
to married woman without children for a husband to get a vasectomy without her permission if she wants children. Mm, I think it's a conversation flashpoint that people need to have. And, you know, it's possible that you might be marrying someone who has no children and wants no children. And they should tell you that. I mean, do y'all not date anymore? Do y'all not talk when you're dating? Or is it just knocking boots from the get-go? Uh, have conversations. This is what I would recommend. Now, call me old-fashioned. Call me Aunt Lottie. Maybe not. But listen, before you get in bed with someone, there's a couple things you should know about that person, at least. Full name, date of birth, what some of their goals are in life. Like, try to figure out if you're on the same page. Now, I'm no fool, and I know a lot of y'all are just about the booty call. So let me say this. If it's just the booty call, then you know what to do. Triple wrap it and protect yourself, gentlemen. And ladies, make sure that you're in effective birth control. Because this isn't about, um, you know, you want to have children with this person. This is just about sex. And I, I, I'm not naive to the, the ways of the world, huh? So I get it. Sometimes you just want somebody to have fun with in the hay and rumble and tumble and it's nothing all that serious. But y'all know how it starts and then how it ends up, especially women. Ugh. You get all up in your feelings. The little roll in the hay is not too bad. It's pretty decent. Next thing you know, you want to marry the guy because you think he's your Prince Charming. Just because the sex is good and that may not be the case. What I'm telling y'all is have a think about from, you know, a logistical perspective, what it is that you're doing. So I agree at Flashpoint, if you are in a serious relationship with someone, you should have had these conversations about whether you want children or not. And if a man wants to get a vasectomy because he doesn't want any children and he's in a serious relationship with you, well, my God, I would hope um, that he would have told you that that was the case, that he did not want any children. And how he goes about securing himself, I kind of think that that's his business. But again, if this is an open and supportive relationship, he should also tell you, honey, I'm going to go get a vasectomy, right? Because I don't like the chances that we may be taking. Your birth control isn't 100%, so let me top up on it and get a, a vasectomy as well. And some men don't legit want women taking birth control because of the hormonal risk, stroke risk, and all this other stuff. Um, that comes with that. So they want the freedom if they're in a committed relationship uh, to not to worry about, you know, their significant other putting themselves at risk. A vasectomy comes with a lot fewer complications than what women have to go through when they have to take birth control. I'm telling y'all, this is God's honest truth. Um, what I find though is a lot of Caribbean men do not want to have, a, they want to put it all in the woman. You do it, honey. You go get the, you go get the tubal ligation. I won't do a vasectomy. It's like, why? What's wrong with a man getting a vasectomy? Um, so yes, I mean, flashpoint, I would hope that that was a conversation that couples would have. And if a man has to sneak and go get a vasectomy or a woman has to sneak and go get a um, tubal ligation, there's probably something going on with that relationship that the, both parties need to um, examine. I'm just saying. All right, let's, uh, oh, here's some messages. This one said, definitely. Find out about their family history. There are mental families you do not want to be a part of. And then they put a little hashtag with the, um, the, the don't sign, do not say this out loud. They're like, shh, do not say this part out loud. There are some freaking so-and-sos. Oh, those freaking so-and-sos, it's a family name in Cayman, are crazy. So they've called a particular family name that's very popular in the Savannah area. That's all I'm going to say. 
Anyway, uh, hot mess, Joe. Ay, ay, ay. No, sir. Well, um, I agree, though. Check out the family, child, because you can tell a lot about um, an individual. Um, <laughs> you can tell a lot about um, an individual. Let me have a look at this one. Yeah, so you can tell a lot about an individual, folks, um, based on their family. Not everything, because sometimes, you know, people will distance themselves from a family. They're not as crazy as the rest of the family. But <laughs> I have found out through my own, um, through my own experiences in life that, yeah, you know, find out a little bit about the family. Because it, it can it can probably save you um, a lot of headache along the way. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, my good friend, for pointing out that issue. I'm going to actually have that resolved. Do not worry. Um, so let me just put revised. Uh, all right, let's talk about Elvis. Oh, yes, y'all get, get, get the whole birth control thing together. Get your family planning together. Uh, let's talk about free Elvis. Um, now listen, yesterday I got the phone call. As you can see, I think we're the only media that has even bothered to cover this story. But yes, I got the phone call. Um, oh, Larry, is that you sending me pictures from Yonkers? Oh, thank you. I think I need to save you. I thought I had you saved in my phone. Or do you have a new um, phone number? Hmm. Okay, I'll save you. Um, Andrew wants to join the show. Andrew, um, the link is available to you. It looks like Andrew wants to talk about Elvis. Um, give me a second, Andrew, just to tell you what we know about the Elvis situation. And then we're going to, yeah, come on the show. Um, let me, uh, people are sending me notifications on WhatsApp. Hold on one second, folks. So there's a link if you want to come on and talk about Elvis. Now, I'm going to take a position on the Elvis situation that may not be a popular position, but y'all know that for me, it's not about popularity. It's about the cold hard truth. And I'm going to explain to you why I'm taking the position that I'm taking. Mm. Yes, honey child. Here's the thing. I got a phone call yesterday. It said, oh my God, Sandy, they've just arrested Elvis. And like everybody else, I'm thinking, which gander tree the man done gone and smoke up the place with now? Because you know, that's what Elvis is primarily always getting arrested for. Although he has, he has had a firearm charge and he did tell me um, last summer when I was in the BRAC about his firearm offense. And, you know, Elvis has admitted to making some really poor choices in his life and um, kind of getting things wrong. I mean, he's not shied away from the fact that he's actually made some pretty stupid mistakes, right? Um, so when I first heard it, I'm like, Elvis did what? And then I said, hold on a second. 
he was arrested for a podcast that he did or you know he does his little you guys know because we even had some of his stuff on here and I said oh let me go and have a listen so I started writing this story and I said you know what let me actually listen to it because I can't make any assumptions about what he said from what he didn't say now we all know that that Elvis um can be a little bit um eccentric now I don't know if that's all the weed smoking or what causes that or if that's just his personality naturally speaking but I do know that Elvis has um, a bit of uh, craziness about him that is special. That's the brat crazy. Is it the brat crazy? Is it the pot crazy? Is it just Elvis? Is Elvis just unique? I don't know, but I think a lot of us like Elvis um, because you know he probably says a lot of things that all of y'all want to be saying that um, you don't say because there are consequences when you say certain things. So um when you don't say certain things and other people have the freedom and liberty to say it who they be empowering you that's like when i say stuff on this program when i see y'all you'd be like oh miss sandy thank you so much for saying that on your show thank you for addressing racism and k-man because everybody wants to believe that everybody here is white and we don't have people of color and we don't have racism you know many people stopped me in the grocery store that day and they were like thank you for having that conversation we all want to be talking about it um someone says some people don't need help being crazy <laughs> well, poor Elvis. Um, it is what it is. You know, I appreciate Elvis for what he is. I'm not really making too many judgments because guess what? You know what I was just telling y'all? If I ain't got to sleep with you or I don't have to be in bed with you um, or, you know, you're not family that I have to deal with, um, eh, you know, if Elvis wants to be crazy, he can be crazy all he wants as long as he's not hurting anyone. So, you know, I, I don't really care. Um, is he hurting himself? I mean, I don't know. He seems to be all right. He seems to like this life that he's living. He is a business owner, et cetera, et cetera. So we know that he's a Ganja enthusiast. We know that he ran for public office in the last election and that a lot of people really enjoyed um, having him as a breath of fresh air in the election because we were so sick and tired of the usual meow, meow and pang, pang and promises. And, you know, so when I heard he got arrested, the person said, it's in relation to a video. I thought, oh Jesus, let me go and watch the video. So I I actually started writing the story first. And then I said, no, Sandy. In fairness to um uh Andrew, we're coming up here shortly. I see you. I said, in fairness to Elvis, even, let me watch the video to make sure I know what the hell Elvis is talking about. So I went and watched the video. It's less than 10 minutes long, nine minutes and 43 seconds. And here is my position after having listened to the video. Elvis went too far. Now, I know y'all don't want to hear that this morning because everybody's like, hashtag free, El free um, Elvis. And I'd be with you if this was another pot smoking situation or him growing another little plant under the bushes or whatever the heck, right? But this went too far. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, I can't even play the video on this show. That's how bad that video was. Now, everybody knows Elvis cusses and carries on. I am not offended by profanity because if you catch me in a good mood or you get on my nerves, I'm going to cuss you out too. So profanity does not offend me. And I know when, even when we were um, rebroadcasting some of his shows um, earlier in the year and last year, some people would get uh, their panties all up in a bunch of sandy. You need to be centering him at this profanity you know, and tell him to wear a shirt and blah, blah, blah. And a business of the man wear a shirt or not. That's not my business. He, he says a lot of things. Um, I think that makes good sense. 
And folks, it's one of those things where, as usual, in the Cayman Islands, um, if you don't want to listen to it, that's the freedom that you have. You don't have to listen to it. Okay? And that's how I see Elvis. If you don't want to listen to Elvis, you don't have to listen to Elvis. Now, early in the week, some people were sending me snippets of um, Elvis's live stream. And um, I didn't realize why they were sending it. And to be honest, you know, when Johan sends me stuff, half of it, Johan, sorry for you, but I don't have time to read. I'm like, oh, Johan is such a joker. I'm not even, I'm not even looking at it because he just likes to joke. So people sent me not the whole Elvis video, but parts of it. And to be honest, I didn't even look at it. I had more than one person send it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, Elvis again. I didn't look at it. But when I looked at it yesterday, my jaw dropped and I said, I do not think that Elvis recognized how far he went. And sometimes this happens to the best of us, huh? You have a moment. So Elvis started, I'm going to summarize it for you because y'all, if I play that video, first of all, Facebook going to block the show because they're gonna, somebody going to report it and say, oh, it's violence, it's threatening violence and blah, blah, blah. So they will block it. YouTube will block it. And I'll probably get arrested too for just sharing the damn video. So let me summarize it for you guys and tell you why, from a legal perspective, he has a problem. Elvis is going to go to jail, folks. And this is no joke. I don't want, you know, I know it's all fun and games right now. And we're like, oh, hashtag free Elvis. But I'm telling you that if Elvis goes to court and there's been an interesting development in the situation that I want to bring you guys up to speed with, if Elvis goes to court, he is going to get convicted of making threats and he could be in a world of trouble. This is a serious matter. And so I sit here every single day and enjoy freedom of speech, right? And I tell you all, you should be living in a country where you too are enjoying these freedoms. But the reality is, Every single freedom you think you have comes with restraints. There is no such thing as a complete unfettered freedom, right? You can't just do whatever the hell you want. Freedom of expression comes with certain responsibilities. And those responsibilities include you not being able to say certain things. And believe me, you, there are mornings when I sit here when I would love to be able to say so much more, not more than I say, but I would love to be able to say it in a different way. And I have to remember the platform and I have to remember where I'm sitting and what I'm doing. And then I have to say, Sandy, you can say it, but you've got to learn how to express it in a way that doesn't get you in trouble. huh? Unfortunately for um, Elvis in this situation, he wasn't able to do that. So he starts out talking about, so those of you who haven't seen it, let me bring you up to speed. He starts out talking about the Jamaican lady um, who's been arrested, now charged for coming into Cayman with a positive COVID test. Now listen to me. Everybody is pissed off about that without a doubt. I'm pissed off about it. Um, you know, I think she should be going, she should be going to jail. And I think that she will be going to jail. And so Elvis starts talking about this. And then he says um, about the Ramjeet kid, right? Because he said, okay, this woman's 28 years old. Um, at the end of the day, he doesn't consider that to be a super young. It's not like it's a 19-year-old, like Skylar, 18 or whatever, right? So as people mature, you expect them to grow a little bit and not do certain stupid things. Like they don't have the benefit of uh, youth and of being able to make mistakes that you can chalk up to age. And I agree. I agree with what he said. 
but I don't agree with how he said it, right? So he starts out talking about the Ramjeet family and he says, um, you know, this is a, a matter of concern. And um, let me just, uh, hold on one second. And in addition to that, um, let me just see also. Uh, right. So then he starts to say that if um, the outcome is not that she goes to, to jail, like the Ramjeet kid, then we need to start essentially killing people. And this is where, this is where um, Elvis went um, too far. If you say, and it, it, it all comes down to how you say it, because certain things can be a threat. And I know people don't always understand what amounts to assault and battery, what am amounts to making threats. I don't know exactly what they intend to charge him with or on what grounds they've arrested him. I suspect it's probably an ICT offense, which by the way, is exactly what I was convicted of. So, I, I mean, I know y'all out there having opinions about this, but I want to be um, very, very clear folks that of all the people in this country, most of y'all don't have any idea what my case was really about and how I got convicted, not for threatening to kill anybody or anything of the sort, but for actually telling the truth about someone in her community who we know is a friggin' predator who goes after your teenage girls. And the court still made a determination that I went too far. If I went too far with that podcast, <laughs> let me tell you, they're gonna friggin' bury Elvis. He has definitely gone too far. Let's break it down. Pull aside the use of the profanity, whatever, right? What Elvis said is that we need to make blood run in the streets of the Cayman Islands. So there could be an offense of inciting violence. I mean, I don't know exactly what they're going to charge him with, but I suspect that that could be an offense because there is such a thing. There could also be um, an ICT offense here. There could also be one generally of making threats of violence against someone because you do not have the freedom. And again, I know y'all may not necessarily know this and this might seem confusing, but you do not have the freedom to go up to someone or even to indirectly say that a person should be killed. Now, had Elvis kept it generally speaking, they may have ignored Elvis because everybody knows, you know, he's probably high on something. Although I think when he recorded this, that must have been some different grade of weed, man. I don't, I don't know about the grades of weed, but I'm just saying this was a different level even for Elvis. So maybe it was a little bit of extra something in the weed. I don't know. What, what do y'all, you, you people who smoke it and can tell me what you do with it. But did he mix it with something? Was it weed and alcohol or was he just feeling particularly perturbed that day? I have no idea. So if he had made general comments like, I mean, it is kind of bad still saying that we're going to make blood run in, this, in the streets of this country. And I understand those of you who say there's nothing wrong with that. You're coming from a sense of frustration. Listen, I have said for many, 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 many years, if we do not address the social issues in this country, that is exactly where we're going to end up. And that's exactly what is going to happen. However, 
You cannot then start naming people that should be shot and killed. You cannot name the chief justice as someone who should be shot and killed. You cannot name the attorney general as someone who should be shot and killed. As much as I do not like Alden McLaughlin and some of his policies, you cannot name the man and, and encourage people to harm slick, what do you call him? Slick, slick hair, Al McLaughlin. You can't do that. You have gone too far. So yes, freedoms are important in this country, but for every single freedom you enjoy, there are limitations, folks, to that freedom. You do not get to have untethered freedom, right? No such thing exists. Every freedom has checks and balances. And freedom of speech is one of those that definitely has checks and balances. Even in the United States of America, which we consider to be one of the most democratic and free worlds, pretty much you can say any, any kind of foolishness, there are limitations on what you can say. So I think that Elvis went too far. It's the nature of the threats. He extended to, extended to all unapoliticians. Now, some people say, well, are we taking this seriously? Like, is Elvis going to actually go out there and do anything? That's not the point, really. Whether or not he's capable of doing it or if he's going to do it. He has encouraged other people to go out there and take matters into their hands. And you don't know what kind of crazy people. He's, he actually said something that I thought was interesting. He said that we need a revolution and that he is, and I quote, a leader, and all I need is some followers. Now, I got to tell you that this made me a little bit um, uneasy. Because this sounds like some Jim Jones shit to me, right? Anybody who says that I'm a leader, first of all, if you're a leader, you ain't got to say that. So let's just keep it real. But when you say things like, oh, I'm a leader, and all I need is followers. Mm, that sounds like some crazy shit to me. Follow me here. That's the same thing that Jim Jones was saying. I'm a leader. Same, the dude in Jamaica the other day, oh, crazy, whatever the heck his name was. Um, he was saying the same thing. I'm your leader. 999. Remember that foolishness? Hashtag 999. No. Real leaders, I mean real leaders, understand that they don't need followers. <laughs> Being a leader isn't that you have followers. You are a leader in your own right because of what you do. And you have to stand by certain principles to be quite frank and honest when you are a leader. Being a leader isn't just saying that you're a leader. There are things that you should be doing that speak to your leadership qualities. And you don't have followers because you tell people to follow you. You have followers because people know that what they see is the real deal. And you know what? You could be a leader and not have a single person follow you, honey child. Let me be very, very honest. They have been leaders who were leaders before their time. And so nobody believed in them. Nobody followed them. They were like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go with this theory that the world actually isn't flat and I'm not going to fall off the edge of it if I go off in a boat. But time will always prove, it would always separate the leaders from the wannabe leaders. So I, I understand the sentiments. I understand his position about the judiciary, the police, and others being overwhelmed by other nationalities. I get it. I understand it. And you know who's to blame for that? We all need to take a look in the mirror. Caymanians are the ones who are hiring and putting these people in place. So they don't come here and hire them. Well, 
once you put them in a certain position, then they're hiring themselves. They're hiring their own friends. Yes. Right. But I understand his position. Andrew, are you ready? I completely understand his position, but I think that the way that he went about it was completely wrong. I, I would love to have a discussion about how other people are seemingly running the judiciary and how that's happening. How is it that Caymanians cannot advance in their own country? I get it. I totally understand that. But again, how he did it was completely wrong. Now, Andrea says, um, check the backgrounds of all the, oh yes. Ooh, especially if you're importing them. Lavelle only makes threats talking about God is gonna do this and that, and they've never done anything towards her. Now listen to me with the Lavelle situation. I could be wrong and I, I stand to be corrected, but what Lavelle does, and, and um, you know, Andrea, you're absolutely right. Lavelle uses God to be the person who's going to carry out whatever she claims. So, oh, God is going to bring you to your knees. God is going to do this. You see, there's actually a very fine line between you making a threat and other things, right? Number one, Lavelle um, stands out in the glass house and she does it. So there's no possibility of an ICT offense as it relates to her. Even if you guys record it, she's not the one who's recording it, putting it out there herself. So that's a very different thing. And like I said, I don't know on what basis they've actually, um, coming up, coming up, Andrew, I don't know on what basis they have actually, um, you know, arrested him. So there is that lack of clarification in terms of exactly what the arrest has been for, right? In addition to that, folks, um, she'll say God is going to do it. Now, if you make a threat to someone, so let, let me just say for argument's sake, Aliano, we'll use you as an example. If I walk up to Aliano and I say, Aliano, I'm going to box you in your mouth when there is a lunar eclipse, a solar eclipse, and the sky is falling down, bricks and whatever, right? So I make a threat that is contingent on certain things happening. And those things are actually impossible to line up. Like what I just said, I just try to pick some really ridiculous things. That can't actually be a threat. Because it is contingent on something happening that can never happen. Mm -hmm. Now, Elvis's threat was on if this woman does not go to jail, if somehow she is taken, get, um, if somehow she gets off, we need to make blood run in the streets. We're going to kill this one. We're going to kill... Well, it's a possibility that anybody can go to court and get off, isn't it? Of course it is. You've got judge and jurors that might make them get off. Here's the irony of it. You know who's defending her? And not, it's not a Jamaican like what Elvis thinks. It's not some foreign national. It is one of her own. It is a Caymanian. Mr. Brady himself is defending this woman. So y'all go and sip something, sip, sip that for a minute. Andrew, tell us what you're thinking, my brother. What's going on? Are you in Cayman Brack? Am I in Cayman Brag? No, I'm in West Bay. Oh, you're in West Bay. All right, Andrew, uh, tell us what, what uh, you're thinking about this situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm West Bay. I'm, I, I, I'm in my yard. Um, good morning, everyone. I'd like to wish everybody a uh, happy Veterans Day. All my veterans. Yes. Uh, if you are a deck swabber, if you worked in the kitchen, if you fished, the, if you worked on the boat or did anything to do with it, happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that reminder as well. So tell us, yes, what, what, do, you take, what well, do you make of the Elvis situation? Well, the Elvis situation, um, people are mad. 
people are very angry and they have not been heard by their government, their elected leaders for quite some time. There yeah. is a freedom of speech. However, there is no freedom of consequences. You can't go in a movie theater and yell a fire when there's no fire and expect not to have repercussions for your actions. So Elvis is pissed off and rightfully so. This government yeah. and the previous government, they've, uh, there's a metaphor when a, when a tree when it has its leaves mm -hmm. and they turn brown and they turn red and they mm -hmm. drop down yeah. and they go to the soil, mm -hmm. they provide nutrients for new stuff to grow, new fruit, new stuff. Yes. So all of these politicians who've mm -hmm. been in office for 40 something years, these career mm -hmm. politicians, some of yeah. them are quite well-known uh, women beaters. <laughs> and well, let's not get into that. I, I hear some yeah. of them go to flights. Let's just to say, Cuba let's just to, say um, that some of them have a less than stellar reputation. There's, there's a lot of what's what um, people were talking about. Uh, you know, God's going to do it. God's mm -hmm. going to cut you down. Johnny Cash, what's, what's done in the dark will be brought to the light. I'm the light. Yeah. Yep. Now, let me ask you a question, Andrew, right? Yes, so I, I understand. I mean, listen, I get up here every day and express frustrations about all kinds of things, right? I know. So I understand the frustrations of the people. Why is it that when the people should be the most frustrated when they go to the polls on election day to make some changes? Because what happens? All right. So if people are frustrated, if they're frustrated, who's in office, the first person they need to, they need to blame is the person mm -hmm. they look at every day when they, they wake up and brush their teeth, the person in the mirror. You don't mm -hmm. like what's in the office. Use your voice. Use your vote. Ask questions. Keep them honest. Don't let them skate around the questions. Don't let them politicize and, you know, do their political machine, blah, 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 blah. You know, I recall, I don't recall that, you know, just political speech, jargon, talk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Keep them accountable. I mean, let's be honest, the Elvis dump. ran. I heard, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I heard the dump caught on fire. How is that possible? It was, well, it's been raining all week. Yeah. Listen, that's a whole other. And there's, there's yeah, not yeah, yes. the sun has been up, but it hasn't been blazing. It's well, very damp. You know what, you know what um, Andrew? That dump, the fires with it that seems, dump start um, from way underneath. So unfortunately, they don't need sunlight to. The dump is always burning. It's yeah. when it surfaces. However, the that we got a problem. Yeah, yeah. However, I think. Uh, well, I can't say. I speculate mm -hmm. that sometimes to keep the ball rolling so Dart can do what he wants to do with the dump, they well, let a little fire. Just a little one. And then the people, the people, the people next door, when they, when they can't, they smell garbage. They can't, they can't eat in their own home. They have to be evacuated. They get mad. Mm-hmm. Mom, well, I'm on, uh, that, um, mom, my mom just walked in. <laughs> mom was like, who the hell are you talking to? She's like, what are you doing, Andrew? To 350 people uh, I, talked to, I talked to my brother and he's like, I talked to my brother and he's like, Andrew, you're going to get in trouble. I'm like, I'm a military man. I know how to keep it correct. Yeah, um, listen. There's a reason why Cayman Mall Road exists yes. and why you you know, you've been so popular. When Cayman News Service got, not Cayman News Service, Cayman 27, mm -hmm. when they disappeared, 
there is a power vacuum. Mm -hmm. I have some critiques about the way you do your journalism. Mm -hmm. However, it's your show. You do it the way you want to. But right. I just believe that um, instead of being first, be correct. Yes. Instead of making, instead of telling the news, don't make the news about yourself. You tell the news. Yes. But okay. it's your show. I respect you. Yeah. Um, you helped me out with my pension, and I'm I'm very appreciative of that. Thank you very much. Oh, that was you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that, good. Was yeah, that was me. Yes, me. yes. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, we, we have so many people that I can't even keep track of names or anything like that, but I'm glad that you got that sorted out. Very good. Um, well, Andrew, thank you but so my, much. My sister um, out, out in Northside. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you were saying something. It's your show. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I was saying thank you for actually calling in on the program. And I hope that this, although it's your first time, I hope it won't be your last time. I'm um, save that link because that's the link that we try to. Keep of course thing. not. Um, um, I I know how to do I know how to do everything that you're doing a lot better. And competition is good. We're gonna iron sharpens iron. <laughs> bring it on! Bring it on! Um, no, uh, I really appreciate uh, you. Um, I, I lost you. you coming on. Uh oh, internet and what bring it. On. It's been brought. It's been brought. It's been brought. Here I am. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you so Can much. Can we take I questions from the from the crowd? Well, let's see what some of the comments are. Um, Thank you so hold much. On one second. We're gonna, we got a lot okay. of comments. Let's back it up. So um, Paradise Thinker says courts are protectors of predators. Mm -mm. Aliana says, uh, good wet morning. We live in a society where we're just too ignorant. I'm ashamed to say that I too uh, is easily prone to violence, but we need to think first. Uh, Tracy says that freedom of speech is one thing, but threats are another. Unfortunately, he crossed the line. I personally think he needs mental counsel, not legal. Mm -mm. Um, Paradise Thinker says hashtag freedom of speech, sort of. And Lavanya says he went too far. She likes him as well, but he went too far. Uh, Andrea, no, sorry, Miranda says give him a psychological evaluation, not prison. Well, sometimes you get both honey child sometimes they, they'll put you in jail and they also give you some psychological help um andrea says what if he was threatening caymanians would you guys say the same thing people are backing him because he's talking about killing jamaicans shaking my head well for me it doesn't matter who he's talking about killing um the problem is you cannot yeah. you can't do that you just can't do that i mean if it's caymanians um if it's jamaicans if it's and in fact excuse me Ms. Andrea, if i can Andrea, I mean, it just wasn't Jamaicans because he mentioned people like Alden. Alden's a Caymanian. I mean, like I said, regardless of how I think or feel about Alden, I would never tell anyone or encourage anyone or say that I'm going to go out there and kill Alden. Other people should kill Alden. That's not that's not who we are as a country. And I, and I become very concerned when the conversation starts going in that direction, because the day that we have our first political killing in this country, that is a point of no return. And nobody in their right mind should be encouraging that type of discourse. Right, Miss Brenda um, says, good morning all. Why does Elvis get arrested and potentially go to jail and others threats to kill people or holding weapons to show their seriousness and intent, yet it's deemed a civil matter? Well, Miss Brenda, I, I don't know specifically what you're talking about, but if anyone else has made threats to kill people and holding weapons to show their seriousness, that is a criminal matter. 
And that shouldn't be a civil matter. So if some, um, I don't know, beat officer is telling you that that is civil, you need to take it higher up the chain in the police service, basically, because that is very, very serious. Listen to me. People have gone to jail for far less than that, Ms. Brenda. So if you need some help by that situation, you talk to me and I'll put you in touch with the commissioner. So Andrea says, Sandy keeps it real and that's what I like. Uh, Jess says, this is what I don't understand either. Jess, I'm not sure which comment you're referring to. Miss Ann Rice says, I agree with you, Sandy. I still have not watched the video in its entirety. I found it very sad. Um, Andrea says, start a revolution and destroy your own country. Some of these people want this to start so that they can loot and destroy people's places. Okay. Uh, excuse me, Miss Sandra, if I can just butt in. Sure. Uh, Mr. Elvis says, uh, Mr. Elvis is talking about a revolution. He's talking about a revolution through violence. Yeah. Through bloodshed. And not every revolution, Andrew. I want to do that. I, 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 every, I, I'm pretty sure that it's on the lips of every King Manion. Revolution. We want change. I want the same thing. However, I'm going to do it through love, through education, through writing, through dancing, through, through boxing. Cayman is the place where the beggars are on the sidewalks and the billionaires drive their Ferraris right past. The wealth gap is that close. If you pay attention and you listen, my mother said, if manners will open a lot more doors than smarts. If you're smart or you're rude, no one wants to deal with you. However, if you're, let's say, poorly educated, but you said, yes, sir, no, sir, good morning. Mm -hmm. Hey, come here for a second. And they will teach you something. They will teach you. Talk. You know, what, what, what are these banks started coming here in the, in the 60s? Before that, you know, most of the most of the men were merchant marines. Mm -hmm. The, the Caymanians are mad. Mm -hmm. It's because within from the 60s, 40, within like 60 years, Cayman mm -hmm. has exploded with construction and business and all that stuff within mm -hmm. like that's. That's I'm only 27 within that all this stuff just started popping up. Like you can't go anywhere without seeing something being constructed. You know, when they have the NRAs out there on the road, you can go to sleep, wake up and the road's completely different. It's so mm -hmm. rapid. It's so fast. Like it's too yeah. fast. People Some can't people keep on the north up. side, they just like to sit down and, and they, like, they can't keep up. The road is one day this way and then it's different another way. It's real nice, but like, I don't know how to drive for like two seconds. And I was just coming here. Yeah. So yes, came well, out needs a revolution. Yes. Oh, this is right. You. However, however, mm -hmm. we don't need to kill anybody. Exactly. Exactly. We need to change and capture the hearts and minds of the Caymanians. You were talking about those little girls that, that, mm -hmm. you know, when, when the, when those idiots, Mm -hmm. When they're like 30, 40, and they're saying, oh, you look mature for your age. That's mm -hmm. not what that means. It means you're very impressionable. And the, the women my age all know that I'm no good. So exactly. I have to go to lower. I'm a predator. I prey upon you. Yep. Absolutely. 
for all those men who do that. You're in for a rude awakening. My name is Andrew Donovan Tomlinson. Thank you, Andrew. My mother is Glenina Jermaine Whitaker. My father is Henry DeWilio Tomlinson. Mm -hmm. I'm from the Groves family in West Bay to the Whitakers in Northside, to the McLaughlins and the Tomlinsons that bred in the Brack. They said that, I don't know, it was a female. They said that McLaughlin, that McLaughlin lady, she was a bad woman. Mm -hmm. You're in for a rude awakening. Cayman is going to get cleaned up. We're going to drain the swamp. We're going to clean the gut, the trash. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be the best Caymanian that ever lived. When they asked me, are you family to Dr. T, Dr. Thompson, Dr. Stephenson Tomlinson? He was a doctor by the time he was like 20 something. He was a prodigy. Mm -hmm. By the time I'm done with my life's work, they're going to ask your family to Andrew Donovan Tomlinson. He was a great man. We expect good things from you. Thank you so much, Andrew. I appreciate it. All right, folks. Okay, Andrew, join the conversation. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. It is easy, <clears throat> my goodness, <clears throat> for you to join the conversation as well. <clears throat> Caymanmallroad.com backslash talk show. Just click on that link and you can jump in. Um, you know, I like, I like what Andrew is saying. And listen, a revolution does not always have to be a revolution um, of bloodshed. You know what I'm saying? There are different types of revolutions. And I must tell you, that the kind of revolution that we need to really be having in this country is an intellectual revolution. If y'all want the God's honest truth, if we had more people in this country who could actually think and work through um, to effective solutions in their lives, right? And really think about the decisions that they're making. One of the things I said to Andrew, and I put it to you all, you know, we talk about, we want change. We want this, we want that. And yet y'all go to the polls and you put in the same people over and over again. He's saying, oh, we're tired of the politicians that have been there forever. But y'all the ones who keep putting them back in. So my question is, if you actually want change, how badly do you really want change? Right? So I hear a lot of talking with our lips. Our lips are flapping around like fish. But honestly... I don't see enough action taking place that says otherwise to me. You've got to pay attention to what people do, not just what they say. Elvis, unfortunately for him, went too far. Let us have a revolution that does not involve blood running in the streets. Can we be? You know, we want to sit here and lambast other countries. We want to talk about Jamaica and Trinidad with the kidnappings and Haiti and this and that. Can we be the one Caribbean country, the one country in the world that hasn't had it? We're not, we wouldn't be the one country, but you know what I'm saying? That hasn't had a revolution by bloodshed, by blood running in the streets. To me, that's, that's the lowest kind of revolution. Like anybody can have a frigging revolution where you try to start killing people. And then what? All you're doing is destroying your own country. It's easy to say, oh, we're going to take this country by force and kill the unwanted people, the people that we, by the way, have imported in, right? That we allow to take advantage of the system. And when that isn't working, we think, oh, the solution is just to kill people, use violence. 
I mean, that speaks to our lack of intellectual capacity. Violence is easy. Is it as easy for me to walk up to you and want to hit you and want to assault you? That's the easiest thing in the world, folks. That's why when I keep telling y'all to stop beating your children and teaching them that violence is the way, you don't even understand what I'm really saying to you. Because from the earliest of age, from, from when we are babies, we as a people are taught that you cannot communicate effectively, you cannot convey a message, you can't accomplish a goal without subjecting someone to physical pressure. You've got a six-month-old child and you've been alive for 25, 30, 40, maybe some of you even 50 years, and you've got a six-month-old child that you can't even control, that you got to beat to control that child, you got to slap that child to get them to do what you want them to do, there's something wrong. That, that's not parenting. You're not thinking at a different level. Beating your children is the easiest form of punishment, right? Because you slap somebody, all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, they're going to pay attention to you. That's easy. And we revert to number one, what we know, what we've grown up with. And we revert to what is the easiest thing in the world to do. It's easy to threaten people. It's easy to subject people to physical pressure and physical violence to get what you want. It's harder to sit down and have a conversation with people where you say, this is my position. They don't necessarily have to agree with it or like it, but this is my position. This is where I'm coming from. This is how I've gotten to this position. These are my issues with the system. This is how I think it needs to be fixed. Saying that the system needs to be fixed by killing people is stupid, number one. Easy, number two. Well, you, you think it's going to be easy. And in the process, all you are doing is destroying your own country. I have never seen a country that got any better because of bloodshed. Seriously. You start off with a civil war. Let's take the great America, the great United States of America as an example. Has their civil war really solved anything? Seriously, look, look at them. You try to be an African-American in the United States of America and talk about how much a civil war was really all that beneficial to you. The underbelly of what the real issues are continue to persist. Not much is getting resolved. You've got people who live below the poverty line all over the United States. There's a huge demarcation with that poverty line when you are a person of color, when you are a Latino, when you're a minority. Even with COVID, you're more likely to get and die from COVID if you are a person of color, if you're Latino. Why? Why is there such a disparity in the medical system? All of these are issues. All of these are problems that need to have dire um, deeper dialogue to come to solutions. Bloodshed isn't the solution. Now, I have had conversations where I've said, listen, I understand how people get to the position of wanting to shed blood. And I've always said that before we get there, can't we fix this? Can't we address this? Can't we have a conversation? Because that isn't somewhere that I want to see us, the Cayman Islands as a country, ever go. Now, some of you, I've seen your comments. I'm going to go through some more of your comments here. 
They're saying, oh, Elvis was drunk. He don't know he was talking about blah, blah, blah. Listen, you think that's an excuse as far as the court is concerned? You can be drunk and high all you want. There are consequences to your actions. And I'm afraid that the consequences will not be something that Elvis is going to be able to handle. The same thing. You go out there drinking and driving. You might have been drunk and you might not even remember what happened. You killed somebody in the street, but there will still be consequences. Now, maybe they're not as as, as stringent as they should be because you shouldn't be able to take somebody's life and just spend a couple months in jail as far as I'm concerned. But there will be consequences when whether you're intoxicated or not. That's not a defense. That's not an excuse. And so giving him that excuse isn't going to work. Now, poor Elvis, I want to give you all an update. He's in the hospital. Now, you see when we talk about actions having consequences, right? So the police went to Little, uh, went to Kim and Brack. I heard the helicopter was over there and all kind of stuff. They arrested Elvis. They went with guns because if you're going to be making threats that blood um, will shed, you know, they don't necessarily know whether you might be serious or not. Y'all might think Elvis is harmless, and I'm not saying that he is or he isn't, but every person who's ever created a bomb or did some crazy shit, everybody at one point thought, oh, they would never do anything. They're just talking. Until they pull out an AK-47 and start shooting people um, out of the back of a vehicle in Detroit or wherever in the United States of America. Then you're like, oh, honey child, I didn't know my neighbor was crazy. I didn't know he was crazy like that. You ever watch the news and somebody gets arrested, the serial killer, and every neighbor is like, oh, he was such a nice guy. I never saw it coming. Nobody ever sees it coming. So when the police go in, they don't take chances with certain things, right? Was it overkill? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But they weren't going to take a chance. Now, Elvis is so stressed out, folks, that Elvis is actually in the hospital. He started to have little heart palpitations. I, I understand he doesn't have a good heart anyway. And when I heard that, I'm like, he doesn't? I said, well, what, what the hell, Elvis smoking for? If you don't have a good heart, the last thing you want to do in the world is smoke. Because all that's doing is clogging up your arteries. And I don't give a damn what you're smoking. I don't care if, if you're smoking a broccoli. You don't want to be smoking because that's is compounding your heart issues. So apparently Elvis doesn't have a good heart. And I guess the stress of them going for him. And I have been told by very reliable sources, a lot of times Elvis will make these videos. And then the next day he regrets it. Now, Elvis, you can't be doing that. And he's actually taken some of them down because of his regrets. This video is still very much up on his social media page. So if y'all wanted to see it for yourselves, I would recommend, unless you have watched the video and you've heard his words and how he said it and what he says, do not come to any conclusions otherwise. I went and listened to it. And I thought, you know, I've heard a lot of Elvis videos. And this one really was tipping over into the unacceptable. And not just the unacceptable but completely illegal as well. So Paradise says, who does the hiring, Born Caymanians or Paper Caymanians? Both. You want the truth, Paradise? Both. Some of our own 
multi-generational Caymanians are our worst enemies when it comes to employment opportunities in this country because they are more afraid of their own Caymanians competing against them, right? And the implications of that, as opposed to putting a foreign national in a position because they don't, often don't see the consequences of that. So it's both. Jonathan says it's not the first time he's talking shit on Facebook. Maybe not, but this is the first time that he went this far. I've never seen an Elvis video like this. I got to tell you the truth. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what he was mixing the weed with that day, but something a little extra happened. So Sari says there are consequences to every action, unfortunately, unfortunately. Samia, good morning. Um, she says, in my eyes, Elvis is drunk and I doubt anybody will listen to him. I think it's frustration and trying to defend the people of this country. Most of what he said is true. It's really sad. Yeah, and I understand that, but you don't get to use being drunk as an excuse. And you also don't get to tell other people that now he is threatened that, oh, because he's drunk, you don't have to worry about it. He's never going to act on it. If, if Elvis is drunk off and on all the time, um, he could be very serious when he's drunk and, and harm somebody. I mean, I don't know. And the point is you can't make those threats because that is how the system is going to see it. Drunk, high, it doesn't matter. Uh, Paradise says lawyers are full of it. Well, they may be, but they're still there to do a, a job. Just as Lavelle is dancing half naked, so it's okay no matter what she says or does. They're enjoying it. Nobody in Jess. There is nobody in their right mind who is enjoying Laval's performance. If they're enjoying it, they're not in their right mind. I think the leaders of this country are embarrassed by Laval, someone who we have taken in. You know, Laval is a Jamaican, and she would not go to Jamaica and do that because they'd stone her to death. I'm going to be very, very honest with you. But you see, that's the difference. Karen came out and she can do it and know that we're definitely not going to stone her to death. The police try to stop her and I don't know, they stop her for like half a day and that's it. But nobody's impressed with this woman in her batty, batty shorts or whatever the heck she's wearing. She's an annoyance. The poor governor, he's only happy that she's no longer at his personal residence. At least he can go home in the evenings and sip his tea on the porch and not have to see that fiasco. Should she be arrested? Well, I don't know um, what offenses currently exist because of course then you get into, well, does she have a right to protest? Mind you, she's never applied for the ability to be able to, um, to protest. I'm sure of that. She's not filled out an application. So I think on a technicality, the police need to look into what they can do about that because anytime you have a protest, even if it's a protest of one, to the best of my knowledge and understanding, you should be applying to RCIPS for permission, the location of the protest. You need to give them a description of what you're doing. She's never done that. So I'm going to encourage the RCIPS on that basis alone, because that's a requirement to not allow her to continue doing it. And then once she applies, you deny her application because she's out there with all these crocky pot looking signs and all this kind of foolishness. So I think that there is a way to deal with Lavelle. Whether she has mental health issues or not, I do believe that she needs to be removed from the glass house. It is an embarrassment. And I also would go as far as saying that her actions are illegal. Not for the same reason necessarily as Elvis. And it's not exactly the same thing because most of the time she's calling down brimstone and fire on the island 
and she's dancing out there half naked. And I suppose there's nothing against the law. She's not wearing a G-string yet. There's actually nothing in the law that prohibits her from wearing those outfits in public. But I do think the very fact that she's never applied to be out there protesting could be a legal loophole that they need to explore. You know, but every time they lock up Laval, they're only giving her more ammunition to come back out, claiming, say that the system is trying to kill her and this one is trying to kill her and blah, blah, blah. So I agree something should be done about her, but I don't think it's, it's not really comparing apples to apples. So Morna says, um, Elvis saying the video that he's ready to die and they, they can come and arrest him because he's been arrested many times for weed and he knows that they would come for him for speaking his mind. He didn't care. Even God got angry too. So good luck, Elvis. Well, apparently Elvis wasn't as ready this morning as he thought. Because like I said, now he's had this situation with a heart kind of feeling the stresses of it all. And um, poor Elvis looked like he is on the verge of having a heart attack. So sometimes it's really easy to, to shoot off at the mouth. We've all been there. We've all done it. Yeah, come for me, you bitches. You think you're bad, come for me. And then when they come knocking on the door, your poor heart starts fluttering all over the place and you're scared to death. Being arrested for weed might have been one thing. And I'm pretty sure they've never showed up to Elvis's door with guns drawn for a little bit of weed. That's a different situation. The way in which they're going to arrest you is completely different as well. So I think Elvis un misunderstood, um, or not misunderstood, but underestimated what he was saying. I love Anya. Yeah, Andrew started talking about the dump. I was a little bit confused how we got there, but, you know, I guess that was on his mind, which, by the way, the dump was um, a little bit on fire yesterday. It doesn't sound like it was a major fire, but the um, they were definitely watching it. Um, I don't know, Jonathan. I mean, I think he was just saying that he was on the show, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Yeah, so happy Veterans Day to everyone. I've gotten a few people send me, uh, we will we call it Remembrance Day here in the Caymans, but the same thing, we're acknowledging veterans and their contribution. Thank you so much, Louis. Carol says, Anthony Eden threatened to shoot members of the LGBT community if they went near his house. No charges there. Um, remind me, Carol, was that actually done in the Legislative Assembly? Now, I know this is crazy, but it seems like if you make remarks in the Legislative Assembly, you get complete immunity, which I don't think should be allowed, but that's the current position. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember Carol that exact, uh, I, I know he's obviously not a fan of the community, but I don't remember that exact statement that he would shoot them. So I'm curious as to where that statement was made. Was it made in the LA? Cause you know, these guys in the LA, they like to get up and say things knowing that they have that protection when, I mean, I agree if that was said, anywhere that that should be something that you get arrested for but in the la they have this protection they can they can literally say stuff about people that's a complete lie and you can't even sue them for defamation um miss brenda said it went to court so was it a, a, a i mean i'd have to know more about the details miss brenda i can't really you know sometimes you need to understand what's actually transpiring but on the face of it it sounds like something's a little bit crazy there um, but do feel free to, um, so, uh, Tweeny Fuss says, I can't listen to this, brother. I'm getting dumber by the minute. Oh my Lord. Miss Anne says, uh, not just Q 
can't keep up, many are finding it difficult to live in the changes. Richard said, take your show back. Oh my goodness, people. Well, I mean, Andrew had some interesting points to make. Um, not just Caymanian makes threats. How no, everybody does. Well, I think again, it's certainly going to depend on how you do it. When you sit down and record a video, I think it was Louis that said, you got to be careful with these videos because, um, you know, it's going to be up there forever. That's the other thing. These videos are, are the very evidence against you. Now, um, you guys might not remember this, but remember I was also in court for, um, what was the charge? Disorderly conduct or something? Because when I was in West Bay at the protest there with the Mendozas, I got in my feelings in a moment. And I said some things that um, I'm sure that um, may have crossed the, well, that's why I ended up in court because the court said, the, the system said this crossed the, the line. And I said, you know what, what, what was the charge? Um, unruly conduct or whatever. I said, your honor, whatever. Let me just plead guilty. Cause I was going on a fool um, because I'm so pissed off that the Mendozas can come here from New Jersey. Yes. Even if they have Cayman connections, I don't give a damn and treat people, um, seniors in our community like this and the system, the same police officers are doing nothing about it. So yes, I popped off. And once again, of course I was live streaming. So they had all the evidence they needed. I popped off in the Mendozas and I said, boy, if you were anywhere else in the world, they would deal with you. Even in, even in New York, even in the United States of America, you can be doing this shit. They would deal with you. And I might have also said somebody need to box them down. Yes. I didn't necessarily say that I was going to do it, but somebody needs to do it. So I ended up in court too. And I paid my little $300 fine. I was on my way. It's the same reason why right now, um, Mr. Adam and his family are also in court pleading. They pled guilty to um, common assault because they raised their hand at the same Mendoza dude. Now, if somebody needs an ass in around the place, it's definitely him. I'm just saying, but I'm, I'm not going to be the one to do it, obviously, because like I told you all, I'm just too cute for jail. I keep telling you all that, but I don't know if you don't believe me. But anywho, honey, jail. Um, but there are consequences. So Mr. Adams raised his hand at a moment at this guy. The other guy flipped his hat. Yes, that's common assault. And now you're in court because of it. And it's an unfortunate situation. All right. Um, Al says, I'm fighting for the awakening too. I'm with Andrew's mentality. Thank you, Andrew. Damien says, a revolution is a circle, not what Castro, not what Castro type revolution. Damien, you might want to explain that one a little bit more. Uh, Miranda says, we don't want Cayman to be another South Africa. No blood needs to run, but we need a lot of changes. And I agree. Like I said, that's not the way to do it. So paradise says weeds and wild bush suck the life out of the plants you want to grow um, on your property. So what do you do with the weeds? You pull them out of the ground and spray weed killer on them as Elvis is referring to the main persons as weeds in the system, an unwanted specimen of power. Well, Elvis didn't really um, go that deep into the conversation <laughs> as such. You know, I think that unfortunately for Elvis, his conversation was very... Um, lowbrow in a way. Like I said, it's easy to just say, well, let's just kill everybody that's annoying us. But that's not how you deal with, with conflict in the world. So um, court, uh, Curtis sorry, says, 
For the record, Elvis did this video at 11.40 a.m. and he was not drunk. I called him immediately after he went off and told him what the consequences would be if he would not take it back. And I know that Elvis wouldn't do or be capable of what he said um, needs to be done. But when you say these things on social media, it has to be investigated. So it's so interesting, Curtis. Thank you for sharing that. That immediately um, the response from people who watched it was like, oh, this is going to get him in trouble. This is a problem. And Curtis says he called him well, 1140 in the morning. I don't know if he's smoking weed or if he's drunk, but hopefully not. Um, but yeah, 1140 in the morning. Um, and he calls him right away and says, bro, you're going to have a problem with this. And he still refuses to take it down and made even more people see it. Now, you know, you get what the duck get, as they say. Uh, Miss Darlene, good morning to you. She says, with no disrespect, Sandra, maybe, or it could be a high possibility, the people in the high positions in government, such as the Attorney General, Deputy Governor, head of our Public Service Commission, maybe were given by certain politician or politician, maybe were given by certain politician person, and maybe our career politicians still there for 24 years from our grassroots Caymanians in the last two to three elections, maybe, especially the 2021 election, maybe the status holders saved certain people. Um... I don't know. I mean, I don't know who, you know, we have to dig into who voted for who and, you know, people can tell you to vote for anybody. But a lot of Caymanians, my friend, trust me when I tell you, the same people they complain about being in public office are the same people they keep in there. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And status holder or not, if you have the right to vote, then you have the right to, to change the outcome of elections in this country. Are status holders the one more invested in keeping certain old time politicians in office? I don't think so, you know. I, I really don't believe that that's the case. Excuse me while I use my back scratcher. Oh, trying to get it down my shirt. Um, Paradise, as I said last night, I hope that they don't kill him. And now he's in the hospital. Strange, steady recovery, bro. Well, um, it's not It's not they're going to kill him. He was actually on at the airport about to be brought to Grand Cayman. Because this is a serious offense. They're going to bring him here and put him in jail here in Cayman. Um, you know, I mean, if he gets bail, he'll get bail. But... Uh, I think the stress of the situation, you know, if he already has a bad heart, there you have it. Now, again, as much drinking as he does and stuff, I don't know how he got a bad heart. But anyway, this is a different kind of stress, I guess. Uh, Dean says, in my opinion, it was kind of premature arresting Elvis. They should have waited and see how many people would have joined him. No, the offense has already been committed, Dean. That has nothing. You don't say what? No. I mean, the offense that they would be alleging has already been committed. So I'm not sure what you're saying, but that don't make a sense. Um, Johan says Elvis is a Caymanian legend. Maybe or maybe not. But at this point in time, whatever his legacy will be, um, you know, I think it has been tarnished by how far he's even gone. Um, good morning, Quincy. Yeah, we used to air Elvis's videos. I must tell you that a lot of people watched him. Uh, a lot of people just saw it as comedic relief. Um, but there are other people who would always say to me, why are you even airing this? This is too much. And I, I believe in giving people, um, lots of freedoms when it comes, especially freedom of speech. And I believe in pushing the envelope, but I also know when you've gone too far. So, um, Quincy said he was sober. Well, if he's sober, then that makes it even worse. <laughs> I mean... He doesn't have the excuse that he was inebriated and he sounded sober. That's probably why they took it even more seriously. But he's he's got a problem. 
So yes, Miss Ethel, we are indeed um, praying for his uh, recovery. She says though that he went a little bit overboard. It's not good because if anything starts up um, from that influence in this video, some people would act off of these sometimes crazy, but there you go. Uh, Johan, good morning. We soon see Sandy in Batty Rider short. Oh, honey child, no. If that happens, um, y'all need to lock me up immediately. Put me in the crazy house. Uh, mm. Okay, so we have Jason who has joined us. Um, let me see here. Oh, good. All right. So, uh, Jason, we'll bring you into the conversation. Good morning. Are you meaning to join us? You've muted yourself. So do let us know. Charlene says we need some kind of revolution. Hello. I don't know which Jason this is, but are you trying to join us? Or are you just trying to listen? Remember now, if you click on that link, kimandmallroad.com backslash talk show, that means that you actually want to come on the show and you want to talk to us. If not, then don't click on it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Quincy says he was removed from the streets. Lavelle roams freely. Unfair government statement. At least she goes home each night and takes a shower. Which government statement was that? Um, listen, they have locked Lavelle up before. So let us be very fair to the authorities. Um, Lavelle has been locked up before. Remember when she was on Linford Pearson? And um, she's bringing out chairs and rocks and boulders and interfering traffic. They arrested her for that. Now, I don't know where the charges are yet, but I know that they arrested her and they, they section eight or 12 or 13 or whatever, where they put her in a mental health facility. I think they're aware that she has actually been diagnosed with a mental health issue. Elvis has not been diagnosed with a mental health issue, y'all. So don't, don't get it twisted. They're really not in the same boat. Now she exhibits her mental health issues by being just jack crazy on the streets of the Cayman Islands. And I understand fully why we all feel like that should not be allowed. But I do think that her situation is a little bit different. Now, Quincy, when you say that you removed from the streets of the, of the Cayman Islands, are you saying that you were forcibly removed? Did they section eight you and put you in a facility? Did they force you to go off island for treatment? Or did they just convince you that that was probably in your best interest? I mean, I don't know. And I know Quincy has been very open about his own struggles um, with mental health. So um, Miranda thinks it's a setup for the next election. Listen, as popular as Elvis was during the election, um, I have to tell you that I was really surprised that he still did so poorly. Like I expected him to be more competition for Juliana than he was. And so this shows the duplicitousness of even the voters. Because we we're sitting there going, yeah, man, Elvis did good at the debate. He surprised us all. He brought a level of interest. Um, I thought he, I legit thought that he had a chance at taking out Juliana. And turns out he wasn't anywhere near being close. So in the brat, they be patting Elvis in the back and taking free liquor from him probably. And still going and voting for Julie. Because they want someone, yeah, I like Elvis, you know, but. Put him in the LA and I know, oh, no, no, we better keep Julie. At least we know the devil that we got. I can hear the conversations now. We know the devil that we got with Julie. And I, yeah, she can turn with any government that's in power, but at least we know that already. I mean, directly. You know how that'll go. I'm just saying. 
people say one thing, they do something else. Ms. Brenda says the laws don't apply to some people, depending on who you are, nationality, color, economic status as well. I would like to think that the law applies to everyone who's seen people from all, all statues and like, that's right one. Yeah, statuses, whatever in life, hauled into court. Now, whether or not they get off is a different thing. And I must say that definitely the more money you have, the better lawyers you can hire. And um, the more likely you will get off. I mean, that's, you know, you get better legal representation. Now, uh, folks, we've gone a little bit into overtime, so we're going to wrap up the show here. But tomorrow's program, uh, do not forget, we're actually going to be discussing another situation in court, which is the Tortuga robbery. The, the case finally wrapped up yesterday. Um, the judge will now take her time deliberating, and we will have a judgment at the end of January. But I want to talk to you all about some of what went down, some of the evidence and the arguments that we heard. And uh, we can talk about it. It was quite an interesting situation, just even watching the trial. For some reason, I don't know why, um, the rest of the media kind of checked out this time. It looks like it was off the radar a little bit because Ms. Wendy messaged me yesterday over from CNS. And she's like, oh my God, is that trial going on still? And I said, yeah. So she was like, oh shoot, she missed it. Um, someone says, I remember clearly the threats made in the lives of my parents because of politics. Now he sits in Hero Square. One day you should learn who the real Jim Bodden was. Even his daughter could tell you of the violence he put on the family until the night before he died. Oh my God. Y'all need to tell me when it's a message I should, probably shouldn't be reading out. But anyway, um, someone else says, um, I think it was nine, $9 million contract that PPM had with Wee. Who the hell's Wee? but said, don't forget he was given his security to ride around with him in his convertible. I don't know who Pee Wee is. And they say France Manderson is responsible for the hiring and shuffling to keep world-class civil servants. Uh -uh. What a hot mess. Uh -uh -uh. So folks, it would be a miss of me to not mention um, that trending this morning is the Cayman Islands, thanks to some MP Jeffrey Cox is his name, pocketing all kind of money from law firms and stuff in the Cayman Islands. And apparently um, he is, uh, they said, moonlighting in this jurisdiction, making money. And uh, they're now, it's coming to light even more so, I think, than what was previously discussed because they're now, um, I think, trying to get him in a little bit of trouble, saying that um, this is a conflict of interest because he was part of the ruling government in the UK. And he was actually arguing in our behalf why um, we shouldn't have um, the, what's the registry called? Um, help me out here, Johan. What's the registry called? The registry to divulge who actually owns stuff and whatever. So he was fighting against that. And now they're saying, oh, it's because he was getting a... Um, he was getting, you know, a kickback. Um, someone says Elvis talks more truth than fiction, a strength most Caymanians have sold to the devil. Um, so, yeah, so this has been trending all over the place. People sending me marriages with convenience this morning. Child, that's a whole other show again. Um, 
Let me just see here. So, yes. Mm -mm. They're sending me the wedding chapel photos where it says just married. They're like, oh, here's another marriage of convenience. Well, if, if people don't come forward, and normally it's the people who are in it that would know if their marriage is convenient, I don't know how the rest of us are going to do anything. But let me put up this, pull up this picture. So, of course, Cayman um, is involved in this somewhere, shape or another. So this is the headline um, this morning, and this is the video that is being sent around of Daily Mail. So Daily Mail has revealed how shameless Tory, Mr. Sir, or MP, sorry, Sir Joffrey, is it Jeffrey or Joffrey? Um, Cox has made at least 5.5 million as he moonlighted in his second job as a top QC for 10,700 hours since going into parliament. And of course, they had to mention, which I thought was quite interesting, that one of his moonlighting jobs um, was him moonlighting as, um, I guess, an advisor, an advisory capacity um, there in here in the Cayman Islands and for the same law firm that represented Mr. Bush. Now, it's a little bit of a stretch because I do not believe it was necessarily saying that um, he worked on Mr. Bush's case or gave advice to him. It's just that it was the same law firm that represented Bush. So um, the Daily Mail, being the salacious little paper that they are, is jumping all over this in more ways than one. And let me show you exactly what I mean. So they're going to milk this story for everything they can get out of it. So here's another story about Tory MP took 3,900 pounds of taxpayer loan to pay for deposit on London flat that he rents on expenses while he leases out his own property for a thousand pounds a week amid claims he has been in uh, Mauritius during the furor. So um, fresh questions amid backlash of huge legal income so yeah, they're they're going after him. Oh, that's a that's a funny picture with that. Oh my goodness, they love to pick the worst possible photos. But there he is, folks. Um, and of course, they're breaking down everything in the man now. Mm -mm. They're digging and they're digging hard, honey child. So there's that accommodation deposit loan. Woo hoo! What a hot mess. So standards and life, um, it's all coming to light, and they're digging. They're putting up videos. It's such a long article. And uh, yeah, they they really they really gun in for him here. So um, this is the Daily Mail. They've had more than one story about him. Oh, here's the other one. So um, this is them right now talking about. Uh, how shameless Tory MP has made at least $5.5 million as he moonlighted. And they talk about, you know, where this $5.5 million that they're talking about came from. And they break it down. Here's how he made his millions. So um, it has, where is Cayman mentioned in here? Mm, I don't think Cayman is in this one because this is like... Um, how the millions flowed and in each year they're looking at his biggest payment for the year but 
Cayman wasn't really in this. I think it's over time that he's made a certain amount of money from Cayman. These are all UK firms and stuff. Um, but of course, you mentioned the Cayman Islands and then everybody's on it as well. Um, so it goes on and on and on. And they do, um, here's him saying that he was on vacation in British Virgin Islands. And then this is the Cayman connection. So he got 110,000 um, pounds for defending Caymanian politician in corruption trial. Oh, okay. Let's, well, let's read the details then. It says that Sir Geoffrey, or Jeffrey, however the heck he wants to pronounce it, Cox earned up to £110,000 defending the controversial former premier of the Cayman Islands in a high-profile corruption case. Hmm. The Tory MP is at the center of the row um, over second jobs after his paper revealed he used COVID rules to vote in Parliament from the British Virgin Islands. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Um, it has now emerged that um, Joffrey, Sir Joffrey, 61, was paid $355 an hour for eight weeks' work in the Cayman Islands law firm that represented then-opposition leader Makiba Bush. Okay. Uh, that's the part that I'd heard. I didn't realize that he actually specifically worked with Bush, but let's keep reading. It says, in the periods he was paid by Travers Thorpe Alberga, he uh, made one speech of just 45 words in the Commons, bolstering critics' claims that he was an absentee MP. In 2014, in the 2014 trial, Sir Geoffrey successfully defended Bush against claims that he used his government credit card to withdraw $50,000 in casinos in the U.S. and the Bahamas. And as you guys know, Mr. Bush actually was was um, acquitted of those charges. Bush has been charged, had been charged, sorry with 11 counts of official misconduct and breach of public trust and had been removed from office. Well, he was removed as leader of government business or as premier, I think he might've been the first premier, right? So he wasn't removed as an MP, just to be clear. Um, and it goes on to say, but he was acquitted after Sir Jeffrey argued he was the subject of a cynical plot of breathtaking proportions at the hands of a British appointed official pursuing a personal vendetta. So remind me here though, um, is this a situation where Sir Joffrey actually came to Cayman to represent him? I don't really remember. I would have thought that would have been a big deal at the time if that had ha actually happened. Or was he just providing advice on the back end? So it says that he earned $110,000 or pounds working for the firm between July and August of 2013 and July and October of 2014. And it's not known whether all 310 hours were devoted to Bush's case, but the payments all fall within that period between Bush being charged and his acquittal. So how do they conclude? I'm a little bit confused here. How do they conclude that it actually had anything to do with Bush? I mean, did he get up in court and defend Bush? I mean, I don't think that was the case, right? So is there billable hours mentioning Bush? Um, this, this is a little bit confusing to me. And someone just says on WhatsApp, that um, actually QC Cox represented Big Mac. So how does this man's name, I mean, I think the Daily Mail is saying that he, I mean, it says that, that he represented, um, hmm, I'm a little bit confused about this. I mean, they say that he worked for the firm that represented him, yes. And then it goes on to say that he successfully defended Bush against claims, defended him where? 
if he wasn't representing Michelle. Anyway, I'm confused. But of course, people found this interesting because Makiva um, Bush is featured in this. Um, so this Sir Jeffrey um, was making all kind of money. So what a hot mess. Um, it says he goes on to say that he faced harsh criticism in 2018 for defending tax havens without declaring that he had earned thousands working for law firms in the Cayman Islands. Uh, huh. And then, of course, you know, they, they, they will not mention Bush without mentioning his 2017 matter for battery um, after allegedly grouping a female employee at the Florida casino. Charges were later dropped and they just go on and on and on and on. What a hot mess. So this is trending. I've received this article so many times. I pass it on to um, our uh, correspondent, a regional correspondent. So, <coughs> sorry. She could at least <clears throat> put it up on her website. But uh, there you have it, folks. What a hot mess. The drama just continues. Mm-mm-mm. Um... All right. I think that's all we got for you. We went into overtime. I'm trying to think if I have any meetings today, because trust me when I tell you that I just want to go back and curl back into bed. Um, I think, Miss Brenda, we have the numbers for hospitalizations, but I don't know um, about the other stuff. So listen, tune in this evening. Um, Kevin has got, uh, Kevin uh, Watler has got a great show lined up for you guys. Can you believe, I'm so shocked that Kevin was able to pull this off. Media is joining us. Other media is joining us this evening. Um, Kevin's working on it, so I can't say exactly who's coming on, but I think he was able to get uh, Wendy Ledger from CNS. I believe, who else is coming on, Kevin? Wendy, and I want to say, Someone from the compass claimed that they were going to think about it. Um, and I think he also has, let me just check messages here. Mm. He has somebody else. It's not just Wendy. It's a few other people. I think he was waiting on um, Radio Cayman maybe to come on. So he's going to have a few people from media, from local media coming on. Um, oh, yes. John, young John Fleming from Real Cayman News. And I think April needed to get approval from Miss Norma over at Radio Cayman. So April Cummings may be joining us. So we'll have a few people and it's going to, the discussion is going to be centered around, um, how news organizations in the Cayman Islands have actually um, handled coverage of the pandemic. Uh, lots of challenges obviously were faced um, during this time. Now, someone said to me, um, oh, well, has Mario been invited? Well, I actually don't know because Kevin is doing these shows, but I don't see why Mario would be invited because nobody, none of us consider Mario media. He just has a morning podcast show. And that's not the same thing as like reporting news and that sort of thing. Right. So, um, you know, if he isn't media, then he wouldn't be part of how media is covering COVID-19 in the Cayman Islands. So Ms. Brenda will ask again. It's not that we're not asking. 
It's just that um, the figures are always behind. So happy Poppy Day. Uh, thank you for the reminder. Happy Veterans Day for those of you who call it Veterans Day. For those of you who call it Remembrance Day, happy Remembrance Day. Uh, please do uh, be advised. I see some people sending me some stuff here about the, um, is there a moment of silence? Yes, that's going to be today at 11 o'clock. Um, so uh, join for a moment of silence as we remember those who lost their lives um, over the decades. And uh, let me just bring that image up here so we can see it. So um, 11 o'clock this morning, you got 57 minutes and then we're going to have a moment of silence. So whatever you're doing, stop it, mute the TV and just have a moment of silence. Everybody at 11 a.m., no matter where you are. Okay. Uh, those who lost their lives in battle over the decade and Cayman has had a lot of veterans, folks. You'd be surprised. Um, so thank you for that reminder. All right, my good folks, that's all I got for you today. Uh, Elvis, we're wishing you a speedy recovery. No matter what, I'm sure that you're probably looking back on this and saying to yourself now that this was not worth the stress that you're under. But um, everybody, you know, you need to be reminded that all actions have consequences. We all do stuff from time to time that we end up regretting. And um, here we are, you know. Uh, one thing that I do not want you guys to regret is not getting vaccinated. Go get vaccinated, folks. These are the figures. This is the protection, the real world protection that you get if you're vaccinated. No, it's not 100%, but I would rather have 10 times less the chances of getting hospitalized and 10 times less the chance of dying from COVID and five times less likely to get infected. Wow, that seems like good protection to me. Some of y'all using birth control methods that are not even as good as that. I'm just saying. Anywho. Thank you very, very much for tuning into the program, folks. Are we ready to reopen? Well, a lot of people in the Cayman Islands are saying that they're ready. I'm ready to reopen Cayman because it's time that our friends, family, and tourists are able to come once again and visit our beautiful island. When we open up the borders, travel is going to be freer and we're going to be able to travel between countries better. I'm ready to reopen to be reunited with my loved ones living abroad. I'm ready to reopen. Tensor. 
2021 census. Everyone counts. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at CaymanMarlRoad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 